Good morning. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. Griffin is here, and it's Friday, so Stan the Fan Charles is in studio with us, and we're starting a minute early. Stan, it's good to see you as always, my friend. Good to see you for our Friday uh, meeting. Yes. It's we've like got a Friday tea party. We have a really busy show today. Yes, um, we do. We will talk about Rashad Bateman, I assure you, yeah. as the show goes on. Not good news. We'll talk about the World Series a little bit later on. Tony Baselli, the Hall of Famer, he's with Westwood One. He's going to join us a little bit later on. We will preview Raven Saints with him. Uh, we'll do our weekly 10th anniversary of the Super Bowl 47 celebration. Arthur Jones, former Ravens defensive tackle, will check in with us. Bo Smolka, of course, will tell us more about uh, what the Ravens are going to do at wide receiver, all that coming up on the program. But, Stan, we're going to kick things off today. Uh, I've been previewing college basketball season throughout the week, and you and I had a great chance to uh, have a lengthy chat with our next guest just a couple of weeks ago for our print issue of Pressbox. And you can go pick that up right now at your neighborhood, Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you can find Pressbox. Can you hand that to me? Yeah, you can have it, absolutely. So there I you can. Go. That's Kevin Willard. He's on the cover of the new print issue of Pressbox. Stan and I had a great chat with him, but that was more about big picture stuff. Now we want to talk about the season as Maryland basketball is slated to get things underway on Monday night. Kevin Willard is back with us here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn and Stan. It is really good to chat with you again. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. No, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. It's great to chat with you. Coach, you know, we are just a couple of days away. If I could, you know, I look at this roster and I say, boy, the, you know, the starting five really looks to be about as competitive as a lot of teams in the country. I I think the question for a lot of Maryland fans is, where are you after that? How are you feeling about this group and, and needing to find a little bit of depth in order to get through a season? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually a great question because it's uh, something that we've really been working hard on. Different combinations with guys. You know, I, I do feel I have a really good solid nine right now um, that, that I feel very confident, um, you know, that have really worked hard and, and put themselves in a good position to be on the court. Uh, it's within those nine or ten guys that I'm trying to find some different combinations uh, for, the, for the teams that we're going to play, especially in you know, the early part of the ske- schedule where we're playing some teams that are really small, play really fast. So just trying to find different combinations that work for everybody and kind of complement everybody. Coach, I was going to ask you, I saw you at the um... – Maryland State Athletic Hall of Fame uh, dinner about two weeks ago. I'm on the selection committee, and hopefully if I'm still around in, say, 20 years, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be helping to nominate you. Uh, but I just wanted to know what that meant to you to be in that house that evening. You were kind of a guest of Gary's, uh, but you got to see sort of the love for Maryland and so how much Gary meant to the program with a lot of his ex players there what did that mean to you yeah it you know i think it's uh i think it was, it was special hearing all all those people talk um you know uh and i think you know getting seeing the guys come back for gary um and len um you know obviously len len bias going into the the hall of fame i thought was very special too yeah uh but but you know to have to have you know gary and, and the imprint that he's put on maryland basketball but i also think the maryland sports scene um, you know, I've been I've been to a Ravens game with Coach. Um, you know, I just seen the impact that he has as he walks through, and uh, how many great fans that we have. Uh, so to kind of see uh, the impact that he had not only on Maryland basketball, but I think the Maryland sports scene was really fascinating. 
I promise we're going to get back to your team, but because just because that question leads me to something else I wanted to ask you about, I'm going to go there next. We, we had Juan on, you know, as we're doing our college basketball previews, and we're talking about the game that you guys scheduled against them. And I, the story he told was really quite touching to me. And we know that Juan is a guy that wanted to be the basketball coach at the University of Maryland. And it might have been easy for you to say, yeah, I don't know, that's a little awkward. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, maybe go there. And heck, you know, after Coppin State came and beat Maryland years ago, Coppin wasn't coming back to Maryland to play again. <laughs> um, your willingness to, to go there and to take that game and how all that came about, because I didn't know that story, Coach, and it really did. I thought it spoke a lot about you. Well, I, you know, Juan's one of the greatest players that ever play here. Um, I, I think it's not even, you know, uh, you see the impact that he had on this program, obviously being uh, the guy that won the national championship, helped coach win it. Um, to me, you know, when I first got it, it, it took me to be perfect. It took me a couple of weeks to kind of, we were trying to get the roster set up. And then uh, obviously then you got to, you got to schedule games and, you know, just kind of talking to him and, and seeing how important it was for him to come back and, and coach in, in this building and be in the fan base uh, was really important to him. And, and the former players are what made this program. You know, we've had unbelievable coaches uh, lefty, obviously coach Williams, Mark did a great job. Um, but the players are what make are, are what sustain this program. You know, all the great players that have come through here, and Juan is one of the best. So, uh, for him to have an opportunity to come coach against his alma mater, I thought was something that you know was very important to kind of show the former players that we're here for them. Uh, it's, it's it's very cool. It's going to be a very cool moment, and and I, I really do. I think it it says a lot about you that you're willing to take that on, Coach Kevin. That, that game is Friday. The 25th, the day after yep. Thanksgiving in college at 4 yeah. o'clock on a Friday afternoon. Coach Kevin Willard is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Coach, I remember when you got the job, we talked a lot about uh, Julian and the relationship you had with his family. And I, I wanted to, to get a sense for, you know, there's a lot of attention that's going to be paid his way. You know, I'm sure already that uh, local kids, it, it means a little bit more when they succeed at the University of Maryland. How do you feel like he's handled this transition into what you guys are asking from him? And what, what are your expectations for Julian moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I, Julian has been, you know, uh, by far the biggest surprise. I mean, I mean, I, I obviously watching film on him from last year and then coming in, but um, his work ethic, his willing to learn, um, his, he has a great desire that he wants to be great. And, uh, he comes in and he puts the work in every day. I mean, he, he's here every day working on every aspect of his game. Um, and he has matured uh, dramatically in, in in the past three months. And I think, you know, I, I tell this to everybody about Julian is, you know, his senior year was still kind of the COVID hangover. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they didn't play a full slate of games. It was kind of weird. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, last year, obviously, with the, the, the coaching change and stuff like that, he didn't get a real good freshman year. Um, so he has really embraced uh, us coaching him or coaching him hard. He's enjoying it. And I expect him, you know, it, it might not be this year, but it might be next to be a first-team All-Big Ten player. Wow. Coach, I wanted to ask you about two players. One is one of your graduate students that's transferred in from Charlotte. That's Jameer Young. He played his high school ball at DeMatha. How important was it for you to snag somebody that, that has that and the lineage? Drought. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's something when I put my staff together, um, you know, David Cox and Tony Skin and Grant Billmeyer, 
you know, we sat down and said, you know, we want to build this thing the right way. We want to sustain it for a very, very long time. Uh, and we feel that we had to, we really had to start off with, with guys that were local guys, but also high character guys. Um, and Jameer Young is, you know, obviously I, I know the history of 20 year drought with the Matha, but um, more importantly, he was, he was a young man that we knew that could lead our team. Um, he could help set our culture for not only this year, but most importantly, the years after. Uh, a tremendous young man, um, you know, a Maryland kid who loves Maryland, who wanted to be here. Um, you know, it just kind of set the tone for us recruiting, and it really set the tone for us setting our roster for this year. The other player I wanted to ask you about is a player who played for you at Seton Hall. That's Jahari Long. Normally, and especially in this day and age with the name, image, and likeness, the portal, it's easy for people to move around and go somewhere where they know they're going to play a lot. They're familiar with the coach. Now, he's familiar with you, but he didn't play an awful lot at Seton Hall, it looks like. Tell us about why there's a special connection between you and Jahari Long. Yeah, well, Jahari's one. I'd say this, and I've had a lot of great players um, and great people play for me, but Jahari's one of the best people I've ever had in my program. Um, He is a tremendous young man, great student, unbelievable work ethic. Uh, And, you know, I I, I wasn't going to take anyone from Seton Hall just because, you know, I wanted my former assistant to get off to a great start, start, Shaheen Holloway. But when he put his name in the portal, you know, Jahari... Um, his freshman year got COVID twice, um, so was really struck with COVID um, and really, not really COVID, but more or less um, in Jersey at the time, we, we had a very strict 14-day isolation by yourself. And as a freshman, uh, spending 28 days in a, in a dorm room was almost like being in prison. So yeah. he just didn't, he never bounced back from that. And then last year, he hurt his knee in the summer and we had to redshirt him. But uh, Jahari's one of these young men, I think everyone's going to see this year. Um, he's a great passer, um, but more importantly, uh, he is an unbelievable teammate. And um, he's just a pleasure to coach every day. The guys love him. He's got a great, great personality, uh, and he just makes everybody better on the court. Maryland opens the season on Monday night against Niagara. Coach Kevin Willard with us. Just another couple of minutes here on GCR. Coach, one other player um, I, I saw you talk about the incredible summer he had. And again, we we get we have a vested interest in Baltimore kids. Ike Cornish was not really able to make an impact a season ago, but what have you seen from Ike? And is he someone that you envision being a significant part of this roster this season? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, the thing with Ike, and everyone's going to have to be patient with Ike. Is uh, I just think you know when you redshirt and you don't play games. Um, it's 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 good, but it's also bad in the fact that um, you know you just didn't get that game experience. But Ike has worked really hard. Um, he's really starting to figure it out over the last couple of weeks. I've been excited about the steps he he's taken. Um, you know, again, he, he's only technically a, a freshman, right. um, but he is he's really working hard. He's definitely going to be in the rotation. Um, but it's something that you know he's going to need some game reps. You know, if you look at the guys, Jameer Young, Don Carey's played, you know, five seasons. You know, Hakeem Hart's a, a senior that's played. Um, Ike just needs those game reps and kind of get those that game experience. Uh, you know, we're in a, we're in election season right now, Coach. So we, we, all, we <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, I didn't I know, know that. <laughs> I know it doesn't come up at all. I uh, by the way, a, a kudos to college basketball for largely deciding not to play games on Tuesday night. Good, um, yep. uh, well done by the entire sport. I, I I wanted to bring up the idea of. 
like managing expectations. We see going into um, debates, a candidate will say, well, look, you know, this is one of the greatest debaters of all time. They try to manage expectations going into a debate performance. Are you trying to do any of that going into this season? Like, are you trying to say, hey, you know, let, let's slow down. Let's we got to be aware of what we are. Or are you embracing the idea of, no, we we want to go compete in the Big Ten, even if it's not going to be easy to do in year one? Uh, well, I'll give you a, a politician answer. Sure. Um, a, a little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll talk out of both sides of my mouth at the same time. Um, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, we're definitely, embr- you know, we want, we're, we have a goal to win the big 10. Um, and I feel, you know, we've put together a roster that, that can be competitive and do that. The, the only issue is I have 13 guys right now that have played six different systems trying to learn my system. Um, and it's just going to, I think early on, we're not going to be as smooth as, as everybody wants us to be. It's just, just the kind of reality of the situation that, you know, we've put together, I think a, a very good roster, but, um, there's times where we look really good because everybody's fresh and, 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 uh, on, you know, thinking clearly. And then once they get tired, they kind of revert back to what they've done for the last three years from mm-hmm. the guy that coached them before. So, mm-hmm. Uh, I just think, you know, as the season goes on, we're going to get better. We're going to get better. We're going to get better. Um, and I'm excited about this team. I'm excited about what we can do. Um, I'm just, I just kind of understand that there might be some bumps in the road early in the season. Coach, I've got one last question for you, and I think Damon Evans really wants me to ask it. You know, the uh, Powerball is $1.5 billion. Mm, mm. If you win that, are you going to walk out on the eve of coaching your first game in Maryland? <laughs> no, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay for the. I'm going to pay for the basketball facility by yourself, and I'm going to yeah. give all. I'm going to give all the money back to these great, to a great <laughs> alumni that that have given so much money to this facility. I will build the facility myself, and I, and I will build it the way I want to build it. And can Glenn and I get a little, a little? You know, can you wet our bits? I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll take you guys out to dinner, and you can pick any wine you want. I love that. I I love everything about it. Monday night, the season gets underway. Can't wait. Can't Maryland wait hosting see. Niagara at seven o'clock down in College Park. Coach, uh, really, I, I really, I, we truly, the the conversation and and people have really loved uh, our cover story for Press Box that we did with you a few weeks back. I uh, truly appreciate your honesty and how willing you've been to take the time so far. Look forward to doing this more during the course of the season and moving ahead. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Always love being with you. Hey, Coach, real quick, that headline: Restoration Hardwood. That was my idea. Did you get it? I I did get it because my wife spends a lot of money at Restoration Hardware. All right, good. Thank you. There you go. (laughs) Thank you. Coach, appreciate it. Thanks Thanks for taking the time. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Coach Kevin Willard, Maryland basketball coach, with us here on GCR to start a Friday show. Refreshing. Yeah. Candid. I I love when he said, I can talk out of both sides of my mouth. Look, there were a couple things that we chose not to run in the print issue of Pressbox that were very very honest almost maybe too honest um from kevin willard i have enjoyed you know we've had a, a hand i've had a i think three now yeah um already it's before he's even coached a game here yeah. at the university of maryland as i say all the time that matters as much as whatever it is that he goes out and does yeah. on the floor right and like i it, it's it's a to your point i agree it's refreshing yeah it's got to be followed up with wins it's got to be followed up with success in march in the next couple of Again, probably this year too much to ask, but next couple of years, or yep. you know, it does. It just doesn't matter all yep. that much. Yeah, I just uh, listen. I've bashed Mark till the cows come home, and I, I don't hate Mark Turgeon. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he tried to do the best job he could. I think he was 
hardworking, mm-hmm. but this guy just his just his way about himself, the way he talks publicly, uh, the way he talked to us, you know, doing that that interview uh, a month ago mm-hmm. or so. I just find him very, like a breath of fresh air. I, I, you know, I have enjoyed every conversation with him. I like Kevin Willard again. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hey, online sports betting will be starting in Maryland in the next few weeks. Pressbox is your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives. Starting now, you can get a $100 pre-registration credit from our friends at FanDuel by going to pressboxonline.com slash offers. And the $100 credit is in addition to the new user promo that you'll get when they do go live. Just go to pressboxonline.com slash offers right now to get your $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. Arthur Jones is going to join us in a few minutes, Stan. I want to take just a minute here to, to sort of react to the Rashad Bateman news as it is the big story of yeah. the day in Baltimore. It's a bummer. It's a huge bummer. Um, where are you with your frustration? I, I wrote at length at Pressbox this week about my reaction to the totality of the trade deadline, and I said it's conflicting, right? Because I like, I really like the Roquan Smith deal. No question about it. It's a it. heck of a football player, but... You know, he's not a wide receiver. And even before we knew Rashad Bateman was definitely out for the year, we knew he was going to be missing a good amount of time. And we knew the Ravens hadn't done a lot at the position to begin with this season. They were already very thin. I, I, it's, it's a tough feeling for me because I hate to continue to beat a dead horse. We've talked about wide receivers for years after years after years after years. But here we are again where it's totally plausible that the season could ultimately fall short and we could sit around here the Monday after the season's over and said, boy, they really could have used one, two more wide receivers and this thing might have been a little bit different. Well, it, it's a bummer because you you hate to see a player with uh, his obvious skill sets, uh, I'm talking about Bateman, fall into that sort of question mark category. No, like, no can, doubt about that. Can, can he play? You mm-hmm. know, can he stay healthy? Uh, you can't make the club in the tub, as they mm-hmm. used to say. Um, it, it's, a, it's a tough one. I think with how much money they're going to have invested, and, and my gut feeling is they will sign both Roquan Smith and Lamar Jackson. I think they will. I think they're going to have to be incredibly creative how they get uh, offense out of the wide receiver position. You know, I, I think they're going to have to do it by scheme somewhat. They're going to have to dig into the analytics and know things about certain players. You know, I don't know exactly the familiarity they had with Demarcus Robinson. Mm-hmm. You know, whether the, he's got he's to step up and really be a well, part he, of this he, offense. He played really right well, now. obviously, he on did. Thursday night, yep. and you hope that that's a sign of what can come. And I think the other point that a lot of people would make is, you have to keep drafting receivers. You have to yeah, you keep can't, doing yeah. it. You can't yeah. say, well, we well, we drafted Rashad Bateman right. a couple and years didn't turn, ago. And it didn't or, turn yeah, out we, the way we, we, we drafted wanted. Hollywood Brown a few years right. ago. We, we've used some number one picks on wide right. receivers. Well, you have to keep, you know, the argument maybe is you've got to. Maybe if they draft somebody from the University of Maryland, uh, maybe. Well, they did once upon a time, and it worked out quite yeah. well for them when they you did. You mean Not, Jermaine Lewis? Uh, well, no, I was thinking of Torrey Smith, okay. but, you know, yeah. Jermaine Lewis was a good football yeah, player as well. I'm just kidding about but, it. But, you know, yes, it would have been nice for them to have drafted Stephon Diggs for sure. I think, you know, DJ Moore. A little bit of a different situation. Yep. He went earlier in the draft. But, like, I, I, it's the frustrating part to me, Stan, is the idea that they only do it if they – every now and then they do it, that would be enough, right? Like I, Our big need is on offense, in my opinion, is keeping my fingers crossed that Edwards doesn't miss 
more than this, mm-hmm. perhaps this one game mm-hmm. more to get them fully ready uh, when we come out of the bye, um, is they're going to need Andrews to be Andrews, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully this isn't a major injury with him, and likely he's got to come up, and Duvernay and Robinson. Now, the fact that the trade deadline's over – doesn't rule out the possibility of signing Odell Beckham. No, it does not rule yeah. out Odell Beckham. It's an it's an awkward spot to pin your hopes on Odell Beckham because we still don't well, know that Odell Beckham is going to be able to yeah, play, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that's, I, I'm I'm not saying I'm opposed to it. I want to make that abundantly right. clear. I'm absolutely in favor do, of. Do you think we'll see Deshaun Jackson? Well, I, I think mean, he's going to have to. I think he's. I don't think they have yeah. a choice. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it'll go Des Bryant again. <laughs> my, my hope is that Brandon Cooks forces his way out of Houston. Yeah, it's an, cut. Yeah, it's an awkward then, situation with Brandon yeah. Cooks in Houston. I don't know what to make of it. Um, it's the, a good thing to wish for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it's a very. Uh, I, I saw there's been a lot of think pieces about Brandon Cooks this week online, which is like, why have teams been afraid? If the problem was the money. Why are you afraid of taking on money for a productive wide receiver? This is what wide receivers cost now. Yeah. Like, you're, what's the issue there? So, to your point, if he forces his way out in Houston that he just becomes available, yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously you'd be interested in Brandon Cooks. But I, I don't I, – I'm still confused by why the Texans would just do that. Like, you're not saving anything. You're just doing it to pacify someone. You mean there's some talk about releasing him? Well, he didn't play last night, and there was this sort of, like, oddly worded right. explanation of, mm, yeah. you know, personal, doing what's best for for all parties involved. It was a very strange yeah. scenario by which they didn't have Brandon Cooks active, which makes you think it's maybe a precursor to perhaps – him not being with the Texans that right. much longer, which, you know, again, the, the secondary... He would, yeah, he would fall in. But he would also make a lot of sense everywhere, yeah, right? Like, yeah. there were there were multiple teams that were interested yeah, in the trading. the Rams would want him. 1,000%. Yeah. The Rams would want him. The Cowboys were trying to, you know, trade for him. The Packers, of course, are desperate for a wide receiver. So the assumption that if somebody comes available, that just means... The Ravens would be the team that would get that player. I don't know that that works. I just wanted either. to say this: the Commanders. What about that? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what about what that? What a exactly? horrible name! Well, yeah. I just wanted to throw in yeah, the I mean, Commanders. I'm, oh, you just want to use the word Commanders? Yeah, Remind us how stupid it is. Yeah. A lot of people thinking that maybe the next owner goes back to football team. That maybe the next owner just cuts comes in and or says, co- or comes in and says, I, I, that, "That's a horrible name." Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, just call them the Washington Senators. Or I don't know. I don't. I man, I, it seems like for some weird reason they all embrace the football team down there. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But one of the worst names in the history of. Oh, it's dreadful. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, Stan, we've been doing this uh, this season where once a week we've been trying to catch up with a member of the Super Bowl Forty Seven Championship Ravens because, of course, we are celebrating the 10th anniversary. These guys were all back here just a couple of weeks ago. For I the rooted game. for them. Yes, significantly. They, they gave us um, a pretty good run, and our next guest was one of my favorite members of that team. Uh, he regularly did events with me. He regularly came out. We had a... A whole uh, a, a battle. I would have both he and his brother, of course, the champ, uh, John Bones Jones, on the show all the time, and they would get him to tell various embarrassing stories about each other each time, and it was one of my favorite running radio bits. Joining us now, Super Bowl champion, all-time good guy, he is Mr. Arthur Jones, and he's back with us here on GCR. Art, it's Glenn, along with Stan the Fan Charles. It's been too long, my friend. How you doing, man? Glenn, how you been, my guy? Everything is guys doing this morning? Everything is great, dude. I hope things are well with you. It was great to see you back in town. 
Um, let's just start there, man. Like that weekend, being back around the guys, uh, how special was that for you at this point in your life? Oh, man. Literally, it was unbelievable to get together with those guys, seeing Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and seeing Marshall Yanda, uh, seeing how much weight he lost was unbelievable and motivating right? for me. You know, he <laughs> lost and I gained his weight. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we had the little pretty party um, before the, the celebration the night before, and I got the chance to mingle with the guys, Jamil McClain, and I got a chance to talk to Marshall and Yanda, and I thanked them for making me a better man and making me a better play. You know, I didn't go against a tougher player in the NFL, uh, but Marshall, Marshall, playing against him and competing against him in practice was my toughest challenge, and I felt like he prepared me. So I had the opportunity, now the, now the dust has settled, I had the opportunity to thank him, and it, it was pretty cool, man. It was very special to walk on that tunnel uh, one last time, do my sack dance and, and just hear the world of, of the, the beautiful fans that we had. It was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. That what you're talking about with Marshall is really powerful too. But you weren't you weren't quite as crazy as Marshall though, right? Like you never picked up any. Like when he would go, what was it in Denver where he purposely like dumped water on himself so that like everything would freeze so nobody could hold him during the course of the game. Yeah, you, you weren't quite yeah, as nuts Mar as Marshall's he was. A special piece. Yeah, yeah. He was a little bit of a different cat, man. Hell of a football player. Oh, yeah, wired just a little bit different. Hey, Arthur, who used to win the fights at the house between you and your brother? Oh, I still do. You know, they still do. Up, so, yeah, John just bumped up the heavyweight, and now he's a 50 in my weight class. So uh, we're going to have to square, settle the score. Hey, is there a moment in time from that season back in 2012 where you said we can, because this was not an easy journey season, uh, that you said, hey, we can really do this. Was there a moment? For sure. That, yeah. Yeah, just the whole run. You know, Ray Lewis announced it was going to be his last goal round, and literally every talking to the team and talking about being selfless, everybody just focused on winning their individual battles and one-on-one uh, -on -one battles, and literally they made a couple adjustments on offense. And, and we got that thing rolling at the right time, man. Uh, it's something that I always remember, and it's definitely something very special that run, you know, playing uh, Indianapolis and, and, and going up to Denver. Man, it, it was a beautiful journey. No one believed in us but, but us, and, of course, the Ravens fans. Arthur Jones is with us here on GCR. We're celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Ravens winning Super Bowl Forty Seven. Art, what, what, what Stan's alluding to, and we've talked about it with a bunch of guys, you know, this, this season for the Ravens hasn't been easy, right? Like, they've had their ups and downs. And we think about what it is that you guys went through, particularly late in that season, where it looked like things for a moment were falling apart, right? Um, for sure, absolutely. How did you guys handle that? Like, how... I feel like it would have been so easy for many groups to have crumbled in that moment. And what was it about your group that you were able to withstand those significant body blows and load back up in time for the playoffs? For sure. I, I believe it is the unity. You know, everyone being selfless and playing for one another, the brotherhood. I mean, we, we're, those guys on that team, we still communicate today. We got a group chat going, and, you know, we go to kids' birthday parties. Like, it was a special group of young men that uh, – that we, we did everything together, you know, and we had a special bond. So we didn't just do it for the coaches. We did it for one another. And, and literally every single day, every single play, you know, everyone focused on getting 1% better. And we made a sacrifice, you know, whether it was going out, you know, drinking a little less or, or whatever it was, you know, uh, talking to your girlfriend or wife a little less and focused on football. And literally, you know, football is our main priority and we, and we got it done. 
So is it accurate to say that the the concept of less sex during the end of that season was what put you over the top? Hey, man, I'm telling you, it makes your knees weak. <laughs> That's the famous line from Rocky. Oh, man. It's the truth. Yep. That, it's that, the truth. I'll it's, tell you another story about another day. <laughs> oh, it's actually more sex. Okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say it's the singular reason why I've not been able to win a Super Bowl right, in my exactly. life. It's just too much sex, obviously. <laughs> That's the reason I haven't That's been awesome. able to do it. Um, uh, Art, uh, take me back. You know, let's, we were talking about some of those games. Um, take me back. I, Denver obviously stands out to everyone, but I feel like New England was so much more important because of what had happened the year before. Um, yeah. So in that locker room, you yeah. know, I remember Ray Lewis, the, the year before we ended up losing a close uh, uh, heavyweight boxing match between New England. And we, look, we all, just to feel New England's confetti fall on their field on them, when we sort of showed the show in New England, I just remember how everyone feel. Ray Lewis was in the locker room. He told everyone, remember this feeling. You know, next year we won't feel this way. Remember this feeling. And it's just that emptiness and that, that gut-wrenching feeling that this, that was supposed to be our year. And we know how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl. Some guys play 15, 20 years and never get there. And so we went in that offseason pissed off, motivated, and, and we, we, uh, we, got, we got it done, man. Yeah, yeah, you did. And I know a little more personal because uh, you, had a, you had a brother on the other sideline at that point. Uh, oh yeah, I, I remember the emotions that moment. Worked out okay for him. He ended up getting one too. So you know, for sure, all's well. Hey Arthur, um, I've been around long enough to have been sort of part of the media for both of our Super Bowl runs, and we win the Super Bowl back in the two thousand two thousand one season, and then they don't bring the then they don't bring the quarterback Trent Dilfer back. Uh, the year that you won the Super Bowl in two thousand twelve. They didn't end up bringing Anquan Bolden, who mm. was so important to mm. that run. Did did that take? Can you see where that would take a little bit of the, the the I don't know the spirit of it. You know, when training camp starts and you go amongst yourselves, why did we let that guy go? Why did we? You know, or you don't? For sure. Yeah. I don't really get into the ball that. That's yeah. the nature of the business, man. Yeah. I mean, you treat the same like like a business, and and okay. you know, obviously, Ozzy Newsom and uh, the cast, they saw something something greater in throwing us. You know, in the NFL, it's always the next man up. They're yep. always looking enough to find someone cheaper, and faster, stronger to replace you. So, if you understand it's a business, you just go out there and go to work, and you you gel with the new uh, players that you have, and, and uh, put your best foot forward every day. What are you keeping yourself busy with these days? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm a little bit all over the place these days. I have a kennel business. I'm breathing pressure canarios. I'm doing a little personal training. I own a wellness center. We we offer uh, cryotherapy, infrared sauna, float tank, Normatech. Um, also a gym owner and doing a bunch of real estate. Man, I mean, it seems like a decent. And I got really bad ADHD. So yeah, I, uh, I, I, I gotta keep busy. I get forty. Sounds like there's no time for sex in there. Oh, gee. <laughs> hey, we, we always find time for that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I know being a dad. So I actually have a newborn at home, also. That's, oh, that's man. so. How many do you have now, Art? How many do you have, Arthur? I have three. Oh my I have god, three. dude! Arthur is thirteen years old. Nine and then you might you might not believe this from when you and I used to, uh, to to hang out together. I now have two, bro. I got a five year old and a seven year old boy, and like, oh, that's awesome. dude, it is life has completely flipped upside down 
because of it. Like I am, it, it's uh, it. When everybody tells you how much it's going to change you, I feel like I'm not. I I did not. I didn't get it. Like I had no sure. idea just how insanely much it would change me, man. Are are you able oh, to show? Are you able to see us, Arthur? Are you watching us? Uh, you say, can I see you guys? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because because well, when you watch this back on rerun, you'll see the hat. That Glenn wears. Oh, yeah, I wear this. Because his kid gave it to him. It's Miles Morales Spider-Man hat that my son gave me. Oh, that's awesome. I wear it everywhere I go, just so he knows that I'm thinking about him in that moment. Hey, um, uh, That's crazy. How how kids can be your pride and joy. Like, literally, when you think you can't love anymore, it just make your heart grow even even more. No doubt, man. Hey, before we let you go, what'd you keep? I feel like I've asked you that question before, but what'd you keep from that night in New Orleans? What'd you go back and get that you still have with you to this day? Man, just uh, being accountable, uh, you know, being selfless. Oh, I, I meant like know, physical. It, I meant like what what kind of mementos did you take from that night? <laughs> like, did you go, <laughs> did you go rip a sign down or anything? Uh no, I didn't. I actually got a handful of confetti that I got. Okay, that's about it. Oh man, that's it. That's it, man. We should find some. Yeah. We got to f- track some other stuff down. Hey, yeah. hey Arthur, you got some stuff. Let's pick your boy up. <laughs> Hey, Arthur, I, I asked our last guest, Kevin Willard, the head coach in Maryland men's basketball, what he'd do if he won the Powerball tomorrow. Are you playing? It's $1.5 uh, billion. Dollars. Oh, my God. Yeah, I got to get involved in that. All right. If you won Powerball, what would be the first thing that you would do? I know you already Aside did, from you, giving us well, money. Well, I saw that you just gave a bunch of money to uh, Syracuse. That was the first thing I was going to say. Right. I was going to thank you guys all for <laughs> yeah. me about the Powerball. <laughs> And then, uh, man, go start some more businesses. Hey, man, having fun. That's probably the right way to go about doing things. Uh, Arthur Jones, uh, brother, uh, truly always love you, man. You've been uh, so good to me over the years. Miss you around here. It was great to see you back, dude. We look forward to the next time that you're back this way. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always always a blast. Appreciate you, bro. Arthur Jones, uh, former Ravens defensive tackle. Of course, part of the Super Bowl forty seven team. Still beats the crap out of his brother. Dude, it was so you know, uh there was a – oh god, I gotta now I gotta remember. There was his a brother story. is younger, right? Uh yeah, John, oh, yeah, both, both brothers. Um yeah. and of course Chandler, who's still in the NFL. Um there was a, I, I wanna say so there was a legendary story, remember, from years ago about Kelly Gregg and Ray Lewis shoot fighting in the locker room, right? right? Because they were both really great wrestlers. Right. Like they were both all world wrestlers. And I feel like I remember a story about Arthur Jones attempting to shoot fight Ray Lewis. Just there was a serious age difference right. at that point in their lives. But Ray Lewis's hubris being should I call him back? I um, I wish I don't know if we should call him back. But I just I wish I remembered the story because I feel like there was a good story about him shoot fighting Ray Lewis at one point. Um, do John if at that time do we have time? Do we have time? Eh, we got a, we got a lot. We got Tony Baselli joining us in okay. a minute. I'll text okay. him. I'll text oh, him in a minute. Right. We'll get an answer. We'll get it to him. Um, so John was here all the time. Like John was here constantly, and I would get a message. I would say, you know, hey dude, John's gonna be in town. Do you want to have him come by the studio? I'd be like, yeah, I think I can squeeze in time for the heavy or for the light heavyweight champion of the world. I feel like I can squeeze in a couple of minutes if John wants to swing by. Look, I know that there have been a lot of things with John in recent years, and unfortunately, uh, there have been a few. Uh, Stories that maybe weren't so great, but when when Arthur was here, yeah, John would would text over, be like, "Dude, let's do something for charity." I'd be like, "All right." He's like, he agreed that we could invite listeners into the studio, and if they donated a hundred canned goods to a charity in right. town, 
he would take pictures with them and he would well, I you thought know, it would be like if you donated you know, you 100 get, so kids, you get your ass kicked I, by I him. got my ass kicked. <laughs> that was the way it worked. I would, Whenever he was in studio, he would say, if we collect a, whatever it is, 1,000 canned goods total. I'll slap Glenn you Clark have around. To, he, I took a leg kick. I took a punch to the stomach. I Yeah, I got my ass kicked a couple of times by uh, John Bones Jones. That, that fight between, I mean, the wrestling match between yeah. Kelly Gregg and yeah. Ray Lewis – I'd never really heard that, yeah. uh, believe it or not. What would have happened if one of them got hurt? Oh, oh I don't like really a, want to think about that. Like a torn tendon in your knee yeah, that you're missing? Yeah, oh. nothing good's going to come from that. Nothing good. But, you know, the story with Cal Ripken, Cal Ripken used to do a lot of heavy sort of fighting and re- in good spirit, but sure. you can get hurt very easily. Yeah, you come in. And he look, was the Iron Man. Terrell Suggs you know? got hurt playing basketball, yep. right? Yep. Like, and when you do any of these things, there's a chance yep. of you getting hurt. All right, uh, Raven Saints coming up on Monday night. Tony Baselli, the hall, now a Hall of Famer, long overdue, H-O-F. is going to join us. He's on the call for Westwood One. We're going to talk some World Series as well. Stan the Fan Charles is in studio with us. Today's show is brought to you By Guilford Hall Brewery, if you have not been, you are missing out on a gem in our city. 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Bavarian-style menu. Excellent craft beer selection, including the Guilford Hall Lager. They've got live music during the week, yappy hours, bar trivia, all sorts of events going on. Again, go to guilfordhall.com right now in order to find out more. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover new maryland basketball coach kevin willard sits down with stan charles and glenn clark to discuss the situation he inherited in college park and how he plans to get the program turned around also inside we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area and bo smoker profiles ravens receiver devin duvernay press box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off season discussing every signing trade and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training you can watch us at youtube.com slash pressbox online and facebook.com slash pressbox sports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio and if you miss a show you can find us anywhere you get your podcast so tune into the bat around with paul valley and zach goodman 
every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at PressBox Sports. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a a three-and-a-half-star review, too. All right, back in here on GCR. Stan the Fan Charles is in studio with us for a Friday edition of the program. Stan... Oh, hang on. We need we need Stan's microphone. On. What's the story? I'm not going to be here next Friday. But you're going to be I'm, here on Monday. I'm going to be here on Monday with, Gary, with Stein. Gary Stein. You and Gary Stein will be in for me. I am nope. headed to Wisconsin this weekend. You're um, moving to Wisconsin forever. Moving. I just the weather is so pleasant. I wanted to make sure I spent uh, my 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 falls winters, in a place yeah. where correct. Um, no, my wife and I were supposed to go to New Orleans for the game on Monday night, right? And she forgot to take off from work on Tuesday, and there is no option for us to go get back in time for her to work on Tuesday. Gotcha. So we were scrambling for what we could do instead, and we decided we're going to go out to the Maryland-Wisconsin game uh, tomorrow in Madison. We You're think, taking the kids, right? Nope, not taking the kids. Not taking the kids. We're going out for the weekend. That would be a bad idea. That would be a terrible idea, especially because we have no margin for error with this. We are flight, You're threading the needle. Oh, we are very much threading the needle. There are no morning flights to Wisconsin. There, it does, so you're not flying exist. out tonight? No, we couldn't fly out tonight because we don't have anybody to watch the kids. Okay. So. We have to fly to Chicago first thing tomorrow morning. So we're taking a 6.30 flight okay. to Chicago. It's then a two-hour allegedly drive from Chicago to Madison. Okay. We get in three hours before the game begins. So there is no margin game for The game starts air. at noon our time. So 11 a.m. Central Time. Okay. Our flight lands at 7.50-something okay. Central Time. So we have to get off the plane, get, that get a rental, rental car, car, get in the car, hope for no traffic, and make the best out of racing to Madison, Wisconsin to try to be there in time for the game. I have asked uh, Dustin Simonovic, the SID at Maryland, yeah. I said, pick would you up at the no, airport? I, I asked, I said, would you be willing if we're in a bind, to do something to trip the power, create a power outage at like the game to delay the start to make sure that we can get there I in like time. That. I love um, that idea. I did not get a confirm back from Dustin, unfortunately. I guess he's a professional and does right, his job right, well and right, all those things. Yeah. So he would not participate in that scheme with me. Just curious. So you're renting the car for how many days? Uh, three days. And two days. Two days. Was it crazy price-wise? Oh, this is a nightmare, too. We're literally we're gonna drive back to Chicago on Monday because okay. the to to we wanted to, to drop the car off in Milwaukee right. on Monday. 
if we had done that, it was going to be something like eighty dollars a day. I mean, it was going to be a reasonable. It, no, it would have been. It's re, what we're getting the car for is quite reasonable. What? It, what do you? Get? What, I'm just curious. I don't man. Now you're okay, me I mean, not that. exactly. Sorry, like two hundred bucks. Uh, no, less than that. Less okay. than that. I mean, it was I, very. Re, it was like fifty dollars a day. I've heard like that. that because of the pandemic, you know, and yes, car rental companies. Yes. I'm planning to go to spring training this year. Okay. I heard that a car for seven or eight days, which usually 300, right. 350 is like $1,000. Uh, it has been. I remember when I was trying to go to Atlanta a couple summers ago, the car rental was a disaster. I mean, it yeah. was a nightmare scenario for me. This one, as because I was getting it in Chicago and bringing it back to Chicago, not that bad. Same thing. If we had flown into Milwaukee and brought it back to Milwaukee, it right. wasn't going to be that bad. But trying to pick it up in Chicago on Saturday and drop it off in Milwaukee on Monday was a big was going to be asked so much so that we are going to drive back to Chicago on Monday to fly home. It's a nightmare. How how the distance from Milwaukee to to it's about an extra hour. It's about an extra hour that we're adding each way by going to and and the Madison Airport. There's only like three airlines that fly into it. Southwest is not one of them. So. That was not an option. Should you check the weather yet for the game? Oh God, I don't even want to think about that. No, because okay. that was a big snowstorm. Yeah, thanks. Big snow thanks a lot. Thanks I, a lot. I, I think it's a good thing you took the under on the game. Totally. Oh really? Yeah. Why? It's it's so it's gonna it's gonna be raining when it starts, God. and then it'll be like twenty five mile per hour winds. My, my wife. That. My wife is going to say. <laughs> I swear to God, we can, I cannot have her find out. Okay. I cannot <laughs> have her find that out. I somehow Is it too late to cancel? I, uh, we bought too many of the, the other things. That, too many we already booked an, a B&B for the weekend. Like, There's too many other things So it things looks like on. I'll be doing this show when he's recovering from yeah, the right? flu. Yeah, hypothermia. Yeah, Correct. Actually. By the way, what is RSV? Because I feel like everybody has it. It's a respiratory. It's, that's the one that mostly kids get. Oh, kids And are some senior okay. citizens get. Because I'm telling you, I'm a senior citizen. Stan, there has been more mucus this year for me than there has been. And I look, I deal with a lot of things allergy wise, but this is starting to feel. It ain't COVID because I've tested for that a hundred times. Right. There is so much mucus that I have been dealing with for the past week, and I've been joking about it. And I'm seeing the same thing from everybody else. We're like, literally, you're feeling it as you try to take a breath at this point. I don't know what. Probably find out in the next couple of years that the uh, the vaccines. Cause oh, that. good, yeah. good. That's good. We should yeah. sow more doubt. Yeah. That's a good God. I, I think. I think they're. I think seriously, global warming, which you know, a lot of our friends uh-huh. don't don't believe in. Mm-hmm. I think it's causing like much more pollen and allergens to be created naturally out there. I, I've had a lot of problems with my throat. Oh my God! I just. Yeah. I'm sorry, Stan. I just looked at the weather. weather. God damn it! Yeah. It's thunderstorms. You said rain. There's thunderstorms. I think they should be clear by the time it starts. It's, no, it says thunderstorms. They're just happening at the time he's driving and lands in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, when I, when I have no margin for error on getting there. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. This is a nightmare. You know what you do? What? Seriously. You you rent the car in Chicago. Yeah. Just stay in Chicago. Just stay in Chicago. And watch and watch <laughs> Seriously, watch the game. Get a hotel in Chicago. This is such Take a, your wife out to a great dinner in Chicago, this is, this and is, you come back and you tell people, "Yeah, that Maryland game was something." I, you know? I okay, I'm the idiot because yeah. I was trying to figure out why the tickets were so cheap. I got tickets yesterday for this football game stand right. for like twenty dollars, twenty bucks, and they were fifteen rows behind the bench at the fifty yard line. 
I was like, I mean, I get Wisconsin's having kind of a down year. Yeah, like, I understand, yeah. but I didn't think that it yeah, would turn that, into. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh, boy. I feel bad for you. So, this I is really this is really affecting my day now. I hear, I because hear. somehow now I don't but know. But you're a professional. I am a professional, and we will get we will move forward. I promise. <laughs> but you understand, I both have to somehow figure out a way to encourage her to dress for the weather that might happen, right. while not informing her about the weather that might happen. Like I somehow have to thread the needle of. I, I will keep it uh, our little secret, okay? But I think but the move do, is. I think the move is, honey. Uh, we, we, you know, you know how we were trying to thread all the needles, but we didn't look at the weather. The weather's going to be terrible. How about if we stay in Chicago? There's got to be a great comedy show or something in Chicago that you can see. Your, your, your nephew is listening this morning <laughs> and just texted me and said, and he was trying to get me to do this last right, week. He right. said, just ditch the wife and come to New Orleans with me. <laughs> Uh, By the way, at this point, if I tell her what the weather is, there is half, she's lovely, she's there's a half say, a chance she says, just, just, go, just, go, to, go, to just go to New Orleans. Although, no, she, she'd want it. Can I work mm. Can I work for her Tuesday? You you want to go over to Goucher and run the equestrian I'll, team? I'll do it. I'll you do got, it for you. You know how to take That's care of the horses. Kind of, well, I'll, I'll learn. Okay. I appreciate what you're willing to do for me. I, wa- I was a hot walker for one day. Really? At Pimlico Racetrack, yeah. really? I was a racetrack junkie back in my late teens, early twenties, um, and I wanted I, I wanted to be around the racetrack. So I walked horses one day for Dick. I think it was Dickie Dutrow, and I saw a horse like kick, and I I asked um, and I said, "Boy, that is really you know." Yeah. And he goes, yeah, it happens all the time. He goes. Uh, I said, well, am I insured? You know, I was going to make like $8 a day. (laughs) And they said, uh, well, they they get some money from the Horseman's Ben Violence Society. Yeah. And I said, the Horseman's Ben Violence, you know, and I knew they meant Benevolent Society. Like, you could easily get kicked in the head. Stan. Yeah. Stan. Like, a month after I started dating my wife. Yeah. She, you like, got kicked in the yeah, head. Yeah, no, she calls me one day. She's like, hey, I'm, I'm in the hospital. And I'm like, oh, God. oh, she said, yeah, I got, got thrown off a horse, broke the shoulder. Oh, it's not God. that bad. I'm not like, that bad. Okay. Okay. You yeah. say so. That was a one day. Now, I also didn't care for the getting up at, like, five in the morning to get there you know That's, so she, but i quit after one day if, if, if we get to eight fifteen and my wife is still awake and not in a robe i assume it's because somebody has passed away like yeah. i assume it's because she's up at four o'clock every day every day all right yeah. uh tony baselli we're hoping we're going to connect with him in a bit let's take a minute now to talk about the world series uh while we are uh, trying to connect with tony baselli uh astros go up three two last night a couple of things that jump out to me one stan is it did feel really good to me, for Trey Mancini to at least be able to contribute. If the Astros end up winning the World Series, he gets the ring no matter what, right? And the ring's the right. ring. It's always going to be meaningful to you, but it has been such a... It would be a reminder to him in some ways of where I didn't succeed as a professional. It, it, it yeah. has been so brutal this yeah. postseason yeah. that I, I almost feel like, to exactly what you said, that yeah. if he didn't do something to contribute that it would almost take away from like it would almost be the type of thing where i i, I failed uh, stephanie Epstein from si wrote a piece um today for si about trey mancini's emotions uh after last night and 
sort of significantly to exactly what it is that we're sussing. He's disappointed. They brought him in to be a legitimate bat, and he has not been that. The yep. quote, I was, I got traded here to be an impact hitter. I'm sorry that I haven't been. Yep. Um, yep. I think it leads an amount of potential awkwardness. And, and I know that that one play alone doesn't fix all of that. I'm sure he's still very disappointed, and now he's hit during the course of the postseason. But it, it felt good to me to see Trey do something to be able to contribute. Is there any doubt that Mo both was around first base last mm. night? Mm. And then, to help Trey, he was on Chaz McCormick's yeah, back. Right. <laughs> he went out. I mean, that was some That catch. was an incredible that play. Was that was an incredible you know, play. You I, know, I tweeted something last night, and I, I, I follow it closely, and I'm going to write something at the end. Um but I, I did not know the Phillies' exact roster, and mm. I could not believe that Roy Thomas, the manager of the Phillies, uh, Thompson. Rob, Rob Thompson. Rob Thompson. Yes. Uh, I could not believe – I got the initials right. Yes. Um, I could not believe he did not pinch hit for Brendan Marsh in the bottom of the eighth inning with the tying run at third. That may be one of the most predictably poor at-bats I've ever seen – in the World Series, but we looked at their roster yeah. this morning. They really—that's something. They have an extra pitcher. Mm -hmm. They have thirteen pitchers. A lot of them. They have three left-handed pitchers for Alvarez to make sure yep. they have somebody. And they've got Matt Veerling on the bench, Garrett Stubbs, and yes. Mundo Sosa, and Phil Maton's brother. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mike Mike Maton. Um, uh, no, hang no. on, thing. I'll tell you in one second. Yeah. But yes, the, your point. They don't they, have a bat. They don't have a bat. They don't have Nick Maton. Nick Maton. It's hard to believe that somehow that Dave Dombrowski missed that little thing. You know, he came in yep. and they tweaked some things. Most notably, they he didn't like, you know, he travels with his team. He always has. When he was with the Marlins, when he was with the White Sox, uh, he traveled with the – he didn't – think Girardi was the right guy for the job. Well, that so, got that part right. He got right? that, got part, that right. part right. And he got the Brandon Marsh acquisition but, right, but, solidified center field, and Stott at shortstop yep. over D.D. Gregorius. But they could they could definitely have used a bat in that spot. There's yep. no doubt about it. Yep. All right, stay in the fan. Monday Night Football coming up. The Ravens are in New Orleans taking on the Saints. Our next guest is going to be on the call for Westwood One. It is a pleasure for us Hall to welcome Famer. in. Yeah, the first time I get to welcome him in as a well overdue a Hall of Famer. He is the great Tony Bissell, and he is with us now here on GCR. Tony, it's Glenn and Stan the Fan Charles in Baltimore. Thank you for taking the time for us, as always, and a truly heartfelt congratulations on your induction into Canton, my friends. Oh, I appreciate it, Glenn. Thank you very much. It's uh, it's always good to... <laughs> Be welcome in with that uh, with that tag at the front end. So I, I imagine you haven't gotten tired of it yet. I imagine you're still all no, right. No, yeah, no. yeah, yeah I'm good with it. I don't think I'll ever get tired with with uh, with that. I can't imagine. Uh, Tony, great chat with you. Monday night football obviously coming up. A little bit awkward for us in Baltimore because you know the big storyline again now seems to be the injury report, and we'll wait on more news with Gus Edwards and Mark Andrews, but. The thing that stands out in the last 24 hours, the Ravens lose Rashad Bateman for the season. We knew he wasn't going to play on Monday, but you know this is a this is a pretty devastating blow around these parts just because of how thin the Ravens are at the position. We know we saw a team in the second half against the Buccaneers was back to dominating on the ground and you know played well without Rashad Bateman and without Mark Andrews. Can the Ravens do this? Can they compete with the top dogs in the AFC? 
without having a proven sort of top commodity at the wide receiver position the rest of the season? Well, I mean, if you look at what you guys have done over the last several years, I mean, it's not like you've had superstars outside. And I think that just even speaks to the, the greatness and the great play of Lamar Jackson. Um, outside of last year where he was beat up on the second half, I mean, this guy's played at such a high level that he is so dynamic, he stresses defenses. Yes, you'd like your top-end guys. I think Mark Andrews is a big one. I mean, you got to make sure that guy's um, ready to go for the, the stretch run. Um, but Lamar Jackson, he's just he, – he, the pressure he puts on the defense, I don't think people appreciate because you have to account for him on every down. And because he, it's not like he can just go get you a first down or beat you for a first down. He can take it to the house with his legs. And, and I think he's getting better and better every year since his rookie year, throwing the ball more accurate. Um, and so that's – he's the key. I mean, he's what makes that whole thing go. And, yes, the injuries are piling up. I mean, you even look on the back, you know, early in the season and, you know, defensively on the back half of that in the secondary, you guys have been beat up. As, um, so, but I think the good news is this. In the AFC, you have two teams. You have, the, you have the Chiefs and the Bills that have really separated themselves as the two best, and then it's wide open. And I would say the Ravens are at the top of that heap of the wide open. And if you can just try to get people healthy in December, going into January, and, and stay atop of that, of your, of your division, um, get hot in the playoffs and it's, it's anyone's game. That's the beauty of the NFL playoffs. So I think the Ravens are in a good position overall. Um, you do worry about the injuries piling up though. Tony, I was uh, looking at the Ravens schedule. I'm wondering how John Harbaugh navigates this from a conceptual standpoint. Is this a game that the Ravens, you don't want to lose a game, but you, you're more careful with a couple couple players like Gus Edwards and Mark Andrews, and you worry about winning the games after the bye because I look at the schedule the rest of the way, I don't see us being an underdog in any game until perhaps the last game of the season against Cincinnati up in Cincinnati. Or is this a game where you don't plan on losing it, but you, you, your discretion is the better part of valor with your injured players? I, I think it, that's a dangerous way to look at it okay. because in this, from the st- standpoint of every game matters, you only have 17 of them yep. and you don't want to give anything away. Um, with that said, your point is a good one from, uh, do you, it's not that you're thinking about winning or losing. You're trying to win the game. It's a critical game. Everyone is right. But if, if, if it's a coin flip on a guy who's injured, do you maybe err on the side of caution where if it was a must-win to get in the playoffs, you'd err on the other side? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's probably right. Now, in today's NFL, it's much different when I played. I mean, player safety is at the forefront. And I, so I think most organizations are now really leaning heavily, and not that they didn't as much in the, in the past, but really leaning heavily on the medical staff and the player, giving the feedback. Uh, I'm always a believer. If a guy's cleared to play and the guy – says he can go out and perform at a level to help your help the team win and not hurt himself or hurt or put someone else in harm's way you play him uh, i just think you know these games are all too important he is tony baselli he will be on the call monday night for westwood one he's with us here on gcr 
Tony, as, as you watch film uh, this week, getting ready for this game, what the Ravens did in the second half against the Buccaneers, what stood out? To, I mean, it, it might have been their best half of football this season. I mean, maybe the first half against the, the Dolphins would stand out a little bit. But what did you see that they did so well, particularly without those guys on the field? And, and should that leave Ravens fans encouraged about how crisp the offense might be, even without a Rashad Bateman? Yeah, in, in clear transparency, I've been spending more time getting for the Jags game uh, okay. this Sunday, right. and I'm, right. I'm, I'm picking up by film watching on the Ravens actually starting tomorrow is when I start diving into that. Um, but watching them, you know, the clips and some of the highlights and, and watching them throughout the season, um, you, you know, I think what they did last week is obviously a very positive overall, not getting into specifics that I haven't watched, you know, close enough to tell you this guy played well or they did this great. But I think the offense efficiency is the key. Um, and I'm going to go back to where I started. I mean, more, I mean, every team revolves around the quarterback, 100%. But I think even more so for the Ravens because also their run game is attached to Lamar. And what he can do and the pressure he puts on some of those kind of zone read options where you've got to account for him and you've got to have a guy who can handle him in space. And so that does open up some more running lanes for those backs and it, and it does help the, it helps the offensive line with some of the angles and, and what they're able to do. Um, and so I think, yeah, anytime you can come out of a game and being as efficient as they were, that's something you can build on. Tony, a quick question about your career. I just was looking it up and you were drafted as a number two pick in 1995, correct? Yes. And Jonathan Ogden was the number one pick. Uh, that year, am I right on that? He, he wasn't number one overall. No, no yeah. I mean he was the Raven. That's yeah. right, he was the Raven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so Tony went in front of yeah. him. Was there a no, yeah, no, Ogden was ninety six. Yeah, Ogden was ninety six. Yeah, Ogden was. I screwed that up. Yeah. Yeah. I screwed that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I I knew you were a I knew you were a real force there uh, on the offensive line of the Jaguars. Saw those games. You know, uh, they were some tremendous games between the Ravens and the Jags. Was there much of a rivalry between you, even though the the thrust of my question was wrong? (laughs) But was there much of a rivalry as much as two offensive linemen can have between you and J.O.? Be the best tackle in football. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I never looked at it the way. I mean, J.O. was in, I mean, my only rivalry with J.O. would be he's a Bruin and I was a Trojan. So (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that, too. When we were back in the pack 10 then, not pack 12. No, not at all. I mean, I, I actually appreciated um, watching the great tackle. I mean, I think that was the best era of tackles, especially left tackles, and maybe in the history of the game. You know, you had, you had, you had Ogden, you had myself, you had Willie Roth, you had uh, Walter Jones a few years later. Mm-hmm. Orlando um, Pace. I mean, even before yeah, the Orlando right. Pace. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had two guys who are in the Hall of Fame were held players. You had Richard Webb and Bruce Armstrong. I mean, you had a lot of really good – heck, I mean yeah, – Willie Anderson, the guy too, John right? Cox, yeah, uh, Gary Zimmerman, yes. Yeah. I mean, the guy that um, Jonathan Ogden replaced, Tony Jones, was a yeah, heck of a left tackle. Quite terrific, yep. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so there, there were so many great players. So I always – you know, if anything, I, I always remember going, sometimes going to those games and thinking back is I knew that Michael McCrary, who's the guy I bought most of the time with those Ravens teams, he was going to be ready to play because he was prepping against uh, Ogden all week. Yeah, that's <laughs> so a good he point. Was, yeah. He was getting another good player. So, but as far as rivalry, I was, you know, I never rooted against another left tackle. 
Um, I wanted to be the best. There's no doubt about that. And I'm sure Ogden wanted me to be the best. But as far as, you know, I might compare my game and what I can learn from watching tape of a guy like Ogden because I had so much respect for him. But there was no real competition. I, I got was, you know. I got out of that answer what I wanted, that you appreciated him as a yeah, player. Yeah. That's what I was expecting. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, I, you watch Jonathan Ogden, and, um, I mean, I'm a big man, but he's bigger <laughs> than me. Yeah. And, uh, and the athletic ability he had, I, mean, I remember watching him at, uh, at UCLA as a freshman, where, you know, and, and watching his career there and playing against the Bruins every year. And, and then happened to be in the same division as, uh, as him. So I watched a lot of tape of Jonathan Ogden because as we prepped for the, the Bengals or the, or the Browns or, you know, the Steelers or the Titans or whoever it was, you know, inevitably some of the game tape I would watch would be Ogden playing against those guys. So yeah, I had the utmost respect for him and what he, the way he played the game. Tony, the Ravens acquire Roquan Smith at the deadline this week. Um, I guess a twofold one, your reaction to the move. It's, it's a bold move to go get a heck of a football player. And then, you know what? What early on on Monday night? What's fair to expect? Like I, I'd like to think that it's as simple as you know, it's football, right? Like step in right away, be ready to go. But or is there more of, you know, a, a learning curve with a new defense, even for someone as talented and accomplished as Roquan Smith? Well, I mean, yes, there is. I mean, especially I think on the coverage side. I mean, because every defensive coordinator, I mean, there's you have your base coverages, cover two, cover three. You got man, you have quarters, you have you know all the different combination coverages, but there's always nuances to each of those coverages as well of how a defense coordinator wants to match up and do different things. So, I, I mean, I think there's obviously a learning curve there and, you know, and, and, and how, you know, gap responsibilities in different fronts, whether it's an under and over and so on and so forth. However, Roquan's been around and he's a heck of a football player and, and he's a smart guy. And so I think that it'll be a quick learning curve. It'll be interesting to see, is he the every down back linebacker, you know, on his first game after only being there a week, or are they going to, you know, put him in situations and work, you know, work him into where he becomes the every, uh, every down linebacker. Um, but it's a great, I thought it was an aggressive trade. I think they took advantage of the fact that uh, I don't think the bears really wanted to get rid of him. I just don't think they were going to pay him or, and could get to a contract extension. So they figured they'd get whatever they could for him. Tony, a quick question about our left tackle today, Ronnie Stanley. Is he back playing near the level he was before his injury and then the re-injury? Um, I think he's close. I mean, I think what you said is the biggest thing with Ronnie is, is just the ability to stay healthy. Yeah. And he's got the injury bug. And, you know, you, you saw early in the season they were rotating him and out, getting, getting him comfortable to try to get him to that level that you know he wants to play at and what they're expecting to play at so um I, I think he'll get there i think he's close i think the key is, is him just staying healthy so he can get in the flow and get into the rhythm and you know kind of get that feeling back um that he had prior to getting injured where he was playing at a, at a high level I mean, in moments he's looked he's looked like ronnie stanley yeah. he's, he's definitely it's been encouraging for yeah, sure it really has. Um, uh, Tony, before we let you go, there's another team playing in this game on Monday night. Who? And, and, Who? I, and I feel like we've been, I don't know, dismissive is the wrong word because I think we all recognize the Saints, you know, they're coming off. You don't see shutouts in the NFL very often anymore, and they were dominant against the Raiders last week. And while maybe it's not the same, there's no Michael Thomas. We know he's going to be out for the year. 
they still are very capable of running the football. Taysom Hill has been the jack of all trades we know him to be. How much the Ravens are road favorites, which doesn't, you know, I, I don't know how much it means. But what do you see from the Saints and how much of a threat they are to the Ravens on Monday night? Well, I mean, the biggest threat is Alvin Kamara on the offensive side. He got it going last week now. And now that Raider defense is not very good. Um, and they took advantage of it, and they had a really nice day offensively. I think the big, one of the biggest shocks of me this season is how poor the Saints defense has been. Because I thought they were going to be one of the better units in the NFL, and they were really good last year. And I thought they were going to be a team in the NFC that would compete, you know, in the playoffs and be a threat because they would, they had a good offensive line that Camara, I thought whether, you know, I thought it'd be Jameis, but now Andy Dalton, as long as they didn't make mistakes and they played good, solid football kind of game management, that defense was going to win a lot of games for them. However, that's not been the case. You know, the the prior two weeks before the shutout, I mean, they gave a bunch of points you know, and, and lost those games where the offense scored, you would have thought scored enough to win. And so I think the big question mark is what's going on defensively and how does that defense slow down Lamar Jackson? Uh, and for the Ravens, I think you, you key on one thing, like take away Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Do not let that guy be, have a big day both because he can beat you both in the run game and he's an outstanding receiver out of the backfield. So, um, I'm not surprised the Ravens are road favorites. I, I mean, I, I would make them favorites in this game. I think they're the better overall football team, um, you know, on both sides of the ball. Um, but going into New Orleans on Monday night, you know that place is going to be rocking. And uh, it will be a test for the Ravens on both sides of the ball. Tony, last question I've got for you. We're, we're entering a new phase of uh, NFL football with the advent of betting, sports betting everywhere. Does that change anything you do in terms of being a broadcaster or analyst, uh, you know, during the weeks leading up to it? Do you follow any of that? You know, I don't um, for a couple reasons. You know, for as a player, I could never do it. So I've right. never, you know, gambled on, you know, an NFL game. I mean, I just, I mean, I've, 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 I guess I'd look at the lines of who's the favorite, but. I'm, that whole that whole world's a little bit foreign to me. Okay. I mean, I barely play. Fan, I play fantasy football. I have a family fantasy football league with my five kids, my mother in law, father in law, and mom. So <laughs> I mean, so that, that's about Wait, the extent. How, how of do my you how do you football. do in that league, Tony? Yeah, do you, <laughs> you know, you I'm, in first, I'm in first place. All right, there you I'm go. In first place. Oh, there you go. Although my wife my wife beat me last week, which I'll never hear the end of it. Um, but yeah, I. I, I now, some broadcasters are really into it. it. And the second thing, why I'm not that into it, I'm still, you know, I do the Jaguars game. So as an NFL employee, as part of the team, you know, you're not oh, even okay. allowed to I didn't, okay. stay away from it. So, yeah, so I just, I, 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 but, you know, I think guys are into it. I think you hear it on broadcast now. Guys talk about lines. They talk about, you know, fantasy and daily fantasy and all that stuff, which, by the way, overall, I think it's great. I think it's fun. I think fans enjoy it. Obviously, you hope everyone does it responsibly, uh, responsibly. But I think fantasy football has been a boom for the NFL. It keeps the it keeps the f- fans into it all yeah. weekend. Yep. Because now you're following every team. Whether you know, obviously the focus is on your your team on that Sunday or that Monday night or Thursday night. But the rest of the weekend, you're tracking red zone. You're watching games. You're keeping up on it. And you know, how's your individual player doing? So 
I, I think it's awesome. I know my kids love it. Um, and, and, uh, a lot of my friends are, I, I'm on a bunch of text threads where they're doing their daily fantasy and talking trash and everything else. So, um, I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun. Tony, we've, we've asked each of our guests today what they'd do if they won the Powerball. It's $1.5 billion tomorrow night. Will you play it, and what would you do with the money? I might have, I might have bought 10 tickets last night. I just <laughs> might have bought 10 tickets last night. Okay. Might have. I can't, I might have. I can't, I can't remember the last time I bought <laughs> anything <laughs> like that. But we were at dinner. We were sitting at dinner, and my, one of my kids brought up and said, Dad, you know, Powerball's $1.5 billion. I go, really? And so we left dinner. I was driving home by myself, and there's a gas station. I said, man, maybe I'll pull over. And go <laughs> well, you got those college educations yeah, right? to pay for. Right. You know. <laughs> got to have a little skin what in the I game. Did yeah. Uh, yeah, $1.5 billion. Uh, I'd probably go buy a big yacht and just disappear into the into the, um, into the down to the Bahamas and the British Virgin Islands. I love the islands. I love boating. I live on the ocean. So I'd probably uh, I'd probably go do that, I think is what I'd do. That sounds pretty good to me. That, that doesn't good. sound like Can a we bad come? Yeah. Can we come? <laughs> Absolutely. If I let me tell you this, if I win if I win <laughs> Powerball and I get one point five billion and whatever that is after taxes um, you guys will be invited uh, for a uh, nice long weekend. Hell on my, yeah. On my we're, we're holding you to it when we get that news. <laughs> At Tony Baselli <laughs> on Twitter is how you follow him. Monday Night Football on Westwood One. He will be on the call. Tony, Thanks, truly Tony. appreciate yeah. you, man. Thank you for taking the time. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Tony Baselli, the Hall of Famer, with us I, here on GCI. Well, I okay. screwed my question up with him, you know, about the year he was drafted versus Ogden, but he was a great, great player. He was a damn good player. Oh, God. Um, unfortunately, injury cut him short a yep. little bit, and that's yep. why he had to wait a little longer to get yep. into the Hall of Fame, but overwhelmingly deserved he was in, in the Hall of Fame. Ogden was the better player, but he was in that no, conversation. At his point, it was a golden era of tackle yeah. player. Yeah, it was. Today's show also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Use the code TAILGATE at GinsuGrills.com, and you will save $100 when you order the Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for grilling, baking, searing, smoking, any kind of food. And, again, you can always see it in action. Ravens home games, not many this month, but whenever the Ravens are at home, you can stop by the game day firehouse. Get uh, some samples of the cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill and register to win your own as well as $500 worth of grilling meats. We'll give our answers to that question when we come back in, and we'll talk a little bit more about whether last night clinched it for the Astros or the Phillies still have a chance to uh, get this thing done down in Houston. That's on the way. Stan the Fan Charles is in studio with us. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-554. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. 
Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Receive a free Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate to Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 12th at any of the 13 Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate, and you will also get a free T-shirt. For a location list and more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash ToyDrive. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. Stan the Fan, you had a couple of shows already this week on Facebook Live. Oh, we definitely. Yes, we yes we indubitably did. Mm-hmm. We had um, one of my favorite uh, people. Seriously, if I ever was general manager of a team for a day in the big leagues, I would name Shane Turner my manager. Mm-hmm. I think he would mm-hmm. make such a great manager. Um, for a Major League Baseball team. He's a scout with the Giants. He's done just about every job with that Giants club over the last, like, 18 or 20 years, including just getting three rings. Uh, so we had him. He's a good friend of— And one spot of time in Oriole. Uh, one, he did have a—I yep. think he had one at bat or yeah. four at bats. Um, but he, he worked with pretty closely for 10, 12 years with Bruce Bochy. So we had him on to talk about Bochy. He's a good friend of Grimsley who worked in that Giants organization as a minor league pitching coach for a long time. And then uh, Wednesday night we had on Sarah Ellison, 
um, Ravens Vault Ra- podcast. Ravens Vault podcast with uh, Bobby Trossett and former editor of BaltimoreRavens.com. This coming week, we've got Danny Black on Thursday night at 7 o'clock. He's going to talk Baltimore some collectibles. collectibles yeah. The following Thursday, we're going to have the um, director of the Maryland Lottery and Sports Gaming, uh, John, John Martin. Martin. John Very Martin good. will be with us. We'll, I'm doing shows with Ross, but we're we're sort of both involved with who we're going to get. Okay. I'm going to try and get somebody for this Monday. All right. Very good. Those You can find those at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab or go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. And I'll be on with the guys tomorrow on the on bat round. of course, talking baseball. Speaking of which. Yeah. Is, did last night. And I, I, I'm very wary of this because I think back, and I brought this up on yesterday's show, I think back to 2019 and I think to the Astros being up 3-2 over the Nationals and going home and not finishing the job. So I'm wary of the, there was a lot on Twitter last night of, well, that's about that. And yeah. I, I don't know that I agree with that. It's two games, I, wherever the games and are being played. Anything can happen. And you get to start Zach Wheeler in yeah, the first get, of them. You get to start. They need a big, big outing from Zach Wheeler. He's got to hold them down the first three, three to four innings, and hopefully the Phillies can grab a lead. Uh, and after that, it's it's anybody's game. I think just as a lot of people got cocky after Tuesday night's game, yeah, Phillies when up. the Philly, Phillies went up, uh, it wasn't over. And I would ha- I warned people, I said, it's not over by, by a, a long shot. But you've got to like the Astros pitching a little bit better. But their offense is not quite the juggernaut that we thought. The bottom of the lineup has been, you know, very minimally productive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Clearly, Pena has been a, a revelation. Pena has been, been Pena has been the star of the series. Yeah, you know, no question about it. He's been a he's marvel. Been the, he's been the star of the postseason. I think. In some I don't think ways. it's. I think yeah. it's very much been. Yeah. You know, this is this is the revelation for the Astros that could end up being the difference and why it is they were able to win the World Series if they finish it off. By the way, we're watching the exact way that Mike Elias intends to run the Orioles for the next five to ten years which is you lose Correa, you okay. got this guy. Yeah, right. Okay. You lose Manny Machado, what did we have? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Nothing is exactly. the answer to that question. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. In other words, it's Rio great. Rio Ruiz it's great. and Renato it's Nunez. Great. It's is, great, yeah. too. It's great. Rio Ruiz was actually the new the new regime's guy. Yeah, you know, true. They he came brought along in from his, Houston. Yeah, they they had point. no answer when, yes. when they traded yes. uh, Manny Machado. You, a, a good organization that sustains this is ready to go. They, they lose Gunnar Henderson. Right. They got somebody ready in the wings to you know take his place, uh, and hopefully they don't lose Gunnar Henderson. Yes, hopefully Gunnar Henderson is around for a very long time. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. In a, I don't think the series is over. I obviously believe that it favors the Astros. No question I, I think about it. No They've got one that. up. They got one up. But yeah. I don't think the series is over. I think that it, it very well could be that. It's either forcing a game seven or I, even that the Phillies win game seven. I would love to see Harper involved in the last inning of game seven, one way or the other, where the game's on the line. No, it's is, a pretty dramatic theater. He yes. is he is a he is a dramatic player. There's no question about it. Yeah. All right. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and by Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the exact perfect 
the the one that you have been waiting for, the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Every Friday, we catch up with Pressbox's Ravens beat writer, Bo Smolka, who is with us now. We, there hasn't been a game since the last time we chatted with Bo, and yet I feel like we have more to talk about than there would be if there had been a game. And he was on the money last week. That's true. You said we would uh, really go we'll, after. We'll start yeah. there. Bo Smolka with us on GCR. Bo, you said you thought the Ravens might be in the market for an inside linebacker. Did you think that Roquan Smith was going to be the answer? I will say I thought when, when when in the course of discussing trade targets, Roquan Smith was my number one pick for I thought who would be the ideal trade target, but I didn't think they'd be able to afford him, and that was to me the biggest hang-up with how are they going to get Roquan Smith, and then we notice how they're going to get Roquan Smith. They're going to make the Bears pay most of the money. So that was how they were able to do it. And, you know, whether that folded in some of the, I, the, the draft pick compensation moving up to a second, I, I, you know, all of that was complicated. But I did think Roquan Smith was, you know, he wanted to be traded and it was very clear that he wanted to be traded. And it looked to me to be a perfect fit for what the Ravens wanted. I think it's very fair to question whether they should have been after a wide receiver. But I said that, uh, yes, I, I, was, I was on Roquan Smith fairly early. Given given um, the fact that the Bears picked up so much of that tab, did the Bears get value back in the in the deal in terms of how you calculate trades, Bo? Well, I mean, I'm trying to figure out, right? And I, I don't know. I wasn't obviously in the room when DeCoss was doing the discussions, but you have to assume that. I mean, was it was it uh, in order to take that salary on? Did they say, well, we need this to be a second round draft pick? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, uh, that's my sense is that maybe that was part of the re- that was part of it had to have factored in the in the discussions. Right. You're willing to take on almost four million dollars or whatever in order to make the deal happen. They want something in return for that, I'm sure. Um, so whether that was the case or not, I found it interesting. I mean, Eric Costa three year what now it's four years ago or five years ago, even um, he did not like it all at all sitting through that 2019 draft without a second round draft pick because they had traded for Lamar Jackson and gave up their 2019 second round pick that next year. And I remember talking to him in the third round of the 2019 draft. And he was saying how frustrating it was sitting through that entire second round, watching good player after good player Mm -hmm. after good player that they had scouted for months go off the board. And they've got like 70 picks between picks and it was frustrating. So Giving up a second-round draft pick is not something I think he was keen on, and it won't surprise me at all to see them flip around and somehow recoup a second-round draft pick at some point between now and when the draft happens. But that was when, when they when I saw they traded the second-round pick, my first thought was, "Oh wow, that would remember how mad he was. Yeah. He didn't have a second-round pick in 2019." Bo, given given uh, their situation, do you see a way they can afford both Roquan Smith and Lamar Jackson? Uh, that's going to be really tough. I mean, it will be really tough. And they would have to look around and see who are, who are we going to shed uh, if we're going to do that. I think they'd love to keep them both. But, you know, what piece of your pie are you going to commit to those two players if you're going to do it that way? So I think it's, I think it's tough. I think it will be very tough. Now, if they 
If they lose Roquan Smith to what he wants, which sounds like he wants to be one of the highest-paid inside linebackers in the game, that we can assume they would get probably a third-round compensatory pick in the following year's draft. So that probably went into Costa's thinking as well. Mm-hmm. I give up a second and a fifth here, but I get a third back if we lose him. But, I mean, I haven't sat down with the act, all the money and stuff. But, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to be able to afford both of them. And if they do afford both of them, as Matthew Judon once said, you can't pay us all. So if they, if they do afford both of them, if they commit to both of them, then they are going to have to get rid of some significant players that they can't afford to pay anymore. And so those are all questions to have, but it, it will be tough for sure. Uh, I, we will have to find out. I, I, <laughs> well, they're I all in. They're all in for this year now. You know, correct. That's yeah. well. I mean, they all are in. But to Bo's point, Bo Smolka with us here in GCR, they have a problem at wide receiver. And I yeah. know, you know, what we, we've talked about this a billion times over the years, and it's complicated. And I, I wrote about that at Pressbox this week, Bo. Like, I, I don't know that there was a trade to be made. I don't, I don't know what their options were. But it, it's be, it's bigger than that, of course. It's about how they constructed the roster to begin with. It's about going into the season with a team that was very thin at a very important position. And then there's the flip side where, but if they're going to try to be the Greg Roman offense and what we saw in the second half against Tampa was a sign of things to come, you might say maybe they don't need top-notch wide receivers. How do we handle the totality of the conversation now that Rashad Bateman is out for the year? I, I go back, you just referenced it. I go back to the second half against Tampa Bay, and this is who they want to be. Uh, Lamar Jackson threw eight passes in the second half of that game, and they ran they ran over Tampa Bay. So uh, they are built to be a run first team. And if you had, you could have had three number one wide receivers on this team. And 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 what if you're built to be a run first team? What happens there? Um, I I that's just I, they're the second half of Tampa Bay to me is who they want to be. Now, obviously, they're a better team when they have Rashad Bateman than when they don't. Um, but this is a commitment they've made, and it may, it may end up being flawed. It may not work, but this is who they have decided they want to be. John Harbaugh said it four years ago when he touted this revolutionary offense, and they've gone all in on that. You talk about going all in on this season. They've gone, they've gone all in on that. No, they didn't. They didn't draft a wide receiver this year. They traded Marquise Brown. And I think maybe they had hoped to get a wide receiver in that first round. They didn't. Um, but so this is who they are. And they've built this team knowing that. And so it certainly invites scrutiny if it doesn't work out. And if they get into some, let, let's look ahead and say they were to make the playoffs and they get into some shootout in Buffalo or in Kansas City and they can't sustain a shootout because they have Devin Duvernay and James Crochet and Demarcus Robinson as receivers then that invites scrutiny. But they are all in on this revolutionary-slash-run-first plan, and I think it's where they're best. So it obviously is a big loss losing Rashad Bateman because we saw what he did in the first two games. Yeah. He gave them a chance to take a 10-yard pass and turn it into a 75-yard touchdown uh, and get behind the defense for the long bomb against the Jets. And, and other than occasionally Devin Duvernay making a good catch downfield – we haven't seen that from other people, and maybe Deshaun Jackson can pop one or two of those. But um, they have made a commitment to being this kind of offense. So uh, whether they – and they obviously felt like Roquan Smith was the more complete, more important package guy than 
any wide receiver they could have gotten for whatever they were available. Yeah, I mean, and look, I like Roquan Smith. That's the that's yeah. the that's the other side of it. I think that Roquan Smith's a hell of a football player. So I, I I don't know that they can say there's anything wrong with making a move like that instead of wide receiver, particularly not knowing if there was even a move to be made. Yeah. Um, Bo, you know, the other thing that stands out coming into Monday night, it's it's not just Rashad Bateman. Obviously, there are big question marks with Gus Edwards and Mark Andrews. Um, Stan's been talking about this morning the idea of hey, do you start prioritizing post buy and it's something that we've discussed a little bit this week, and I, I know this is a complicated thing because if a guy's healthy enough to play, typically that's the way it works in the NFL. You have that player play, but would it surprise you if the Ravens were a bit more cautious knowing the bye is coming and prioritize? And the level of schedule after that. Sure. They, yeah. they, they prioritized, hey, let's focus on what things look like after the bye as far as who may or may not play on Monday. No, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And, I mean, I think they'll be cautious with Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards just came back from a massive knee injury, and now he's dealing with this, what they call a mild hamstring strain. I just don't think you'd want to push it with him yeah. and, and potentially risk him missing another month, say, down behind the bye. So I, would, I personally would be surprised if Gus Edwards plays. Mark Andrews is a little different. I think Mark Andrews, depending, I don't have a sense of how bad his shoulder is. Um, but I, I wouldn't surprise. I wouldn't be surprised to see Mark Andrews held out for that exact reason. That we're going to look. We're going to after this game. We got two weeks to get ready for the next one. Rest up, get healed, be a hundred percent for this eight-game stretch run down the stretch, and and let's go from there. They have to be encouraged with what they got from Isaiah Likely at Tampa Bay. It's what they've been looking for from him. And I'm not saying Isaiah Likely is a you know just fills in and replaces all you get from Mark Andrews. But I think it's a possibility they will do it that way. I don't know that they look at it and say, oh, this is an NFC opponent. It's a little less important of a game. John Harbaugh will never admit to that. But I do think you might manage the roster in a way, knowing you have the bye coming up, especially, I think, with Gus Edwards because of the injury history last year. Is this a game that perhaps they sort of just put it in Lamar's hands and just say this is an MVP. I know they won't say that literally. This is an MVP game, you know, that you go out and win this game. <laughs> well, if they don't have Andrews, they don't have Bateman, and they don't have Edwards and Dobbins, then that's pretty much my, <laughs> what it might come down to. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but, yeah, he's going to be he, – he, he probably will have to do that, yeah. and I think it will be – he will be in probably involved in the running aspect of it more so than maybe he would have been otherwise. But, um, but there, if those all, if all those guys don't play, there's no question they're limited offensively. And then they say, all right, Roquan Smith, we brought you in here defense. You need to, you need to step up. Let's get a couple, you know, the saints are last in the league in takeaways, right? Let's get a couple takeaways. Let's give our offense short field. Maybe let's score one on defense and let's generate some points that way. Um, but yeah, this is a game Lamar Jackson, especially if that offense is shorthanded, he's probably going to have to do a whole lot. Uh, there's no doubt. I think Superman cape is going to be the, the out. Good, the good news is he's quite capable of yes, that. He is. Uh, just another minute or two here with Bo Smolka, press box Ravens beat writer. Uh, Bo, we're going to wrap today's show with segment number three of the Tyus Bowser show. And obviously the expectation now is that Tyus after being activated will be on the field on Monday. I think we, we mostly know what to expect out of Tyus Bowser, but I think the other the other side of it is more interesting to me. 
what do we expect with David Ajabo? Like this is 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 kind of odd the timing of everything, right? Like he's activated, but you know, will he play on Monday night? It would again, maybe it makes sense for him to wait after the bye. And then what kind of impact could a David Ajabo possibly make without of having a, you know, a, a preseason, those types of things in order to get ready for his rookie year? Yeah, I I, per, I don't think we'll see David Ajabo on Monday night. It was interesting that both he and Bowser came back on, on the same day, essentially returned to practice, as they call it, um, which opened their 21-day window. So their 21-day practice window effectively ended this week, so they had to be added to the 53-man roster, or they had to stay on injured reserve for the whole year, and they didn't want to do it either of them. So they're both now on the 53-man roster. But remember, David Ajabo is a rookie who had not done anything with this team at all, really, until he got back on the practice field a little bit. And John Harbaugh acknowledged he hadn't even been doing any full team drills until this week. So they don't, I don't think he'll be quite ready to be out there yet. So I, and then with the bye coming up, too, I always kind of had pegged Ajabo's first appearance to be around Thanksgiving. Um, and I think it's still, not that they play on Thanksgiving, but about that time of year. So I'm still going to sit with that, which seems to be on pace. I think he'll be inactive this week. Once he's out there, I mean, I think that then they got their defensive, their edge rush group, what I think they want it to be. Justin Houston can be rationed uh, in a certain number of snaps, which we've seen. He's really effective when they've done that. I mean, he's been incredibly efficient the last couple weeks. Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. 10, 15 snaps, two sacks each game on back-to-back plays twice. So that's what they want out of Justin Houston. They don't want him playing 78% of the snaps. So you get a Jabo moving soon. Bowser can, we've seen Bowser play drop in coverage and make a couple interceptions. We know what he can do rushing off the edge and set the edge against the run. Um, it should theoretically make Owe better. We're still looking for more from him. So they're going to be able to rotate their edge rushers and their outside linebacker group much more. But for this week specifically, yeah, I think we'll see Bowser. I honestly thought we might see Bowser last week, but, um, you know, he, it, it's been a slow ramp up for him. I mean, he got hurt in January. A job got hurt in March, so it would be interesting if they both came back the same day to play. But I think we will see Bowser Monday, and I think he'll be probably in a, you know, a limited role. I think they'll ease him in like they did with the, uh, with the other guys that came back from significant injury. And then I think a job, I'm still looking to, appear probably either the week right before or the week after Thanksgiving. Bill, I got two quickies for you. Will we see Deshaun Jackson activated or terminated? I think we'll see him activated. Um, And I, you know, the Bateman injury obviously changes things. I know they don't know what quite they have with, with Jackson yet because he's only been here a week. Um, I asked Lamar Jackson yesterday, you know, it's first, he, the first time we saw Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Jackson, I saw them like talking after practice and, and they were going over some patterns that appeared. And, and so I asked Lamar Jackson that day, you know, he'd only seen him a day. So yesterday I asked Lamar Jackson again, he's been here next week now. What do you, what do you see? And he said he was smooth. He said, he looks like the old Deshaun Jackson. Who knows? Right. Until you yeah. get on the field and see, does he have the speed? Can he separate still? Can he make a big play? But they just lost the guy who can do those things, and they have to know if this guy can. Yeah. So I think I think he will be activated, and I think they'll give him a shot and see what what he still has, and and then they go from there. So I I personally think he'll be he'll be activated this week. I agree with you, Bo. Hey, last question we've asked all our guests today. 
the Powerball tomorrow is worth $1.5 billion. Will you be playing? And other than giving Glenn and I some money, what would you do with the money? <laughs> I haven't generally played the Powerball, so I probably won't be playing. Uh, what would I do with Darn it. Glenn, we're not getting any money. million dollars? No, you're not getting any money from me, I'm afraid. Um, $1.5 I'll have to give some thought to that. Um, I put my kid through college, for one. I know that much. Um, I don't know what i do. I got a lot of things I would probably do with it, but I'll I don't bet. expect to be playing. I'll bet oh. you do. I'll well, bet you do. I tell you what, Bo. If I, I don't want to lose our best football yeah, if, writer. If I win, this is a promise. You get 20 square dollars from me, all right? That's a promise that I make for you. All right, that's you. cool. There you go. I appreciate That'll that. I'm giving you 10000 if I win listen a billion. Listen to this guy. Oh, listen to you all over right. there trying to curry favor. Thank you. At B. Smolka on Twitter is how you follow him. Uh, Pressboxonline.com. And remind everybody about the podcast, sir. Yep, I do a podcast with former Ravens tight end Daniel Wilcox on the Believe Network. That's B-L-E-A-V. I'm just, we just did our... Saints preview. He had a good theory about how he would defend Taysom Hill. And we talked a little about a player's point of view with the bye at the midpoint of the season. Does he like it? Does he wish it were earlier? Does he wish it was later? So he's always a good, he's always a good, got some good insight. So that's on the Believe Podcast Network, B L E A V, with me and Daniel Wilcox. Appreciate you, friend. We'll talk to you next Friday. Enjoy your week, Bo. All right. Thanks, Thank you very Bo. much. Have a Thanks, good day. Bo, Bo Smolka with yeah. us here on GCR. By the way, I want to be clear. If I were to win, yeah. Griffin gets nothing. 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 Nothing at all? Nothing. Why? Not even the 20 crisp dollars that I offered nothing. Bo Smolka? Nothing. Jeez. Man. Did I, did I say yeah, What happened there? Do I, well, do you I, turned my mic on one yeah, time. Yeah, true. From that now. Is, I know. True. It's, I'm not better, used to You that. better I'm fix that. I'm kidding. Now, Tariko, of course, definitely gets nothing. Rico. I might actually throw him something to try <laughs> to and, try to, to, to try and end make this. peace. Yeah, yeah right. All these years later, um, and you know, you, where, you know where you can win money is you can always win money in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, which Did I, I hear they had a big they had a seven hundred thousand dollar parlay winner last weekend. Seven hundred thousand. That's cl- dollars. Yeah. That's close to a million. Yes, it is. It's quite close to a million dollars. That's not near a billion five. Now, in fairness, it was a big bet. It was like a $5,000 buy, but it was on three basketball underdogs. That's all it was. This was not an elaborate, you know, 20-leg parlay. Okay. Turned $5,000 into into $700,000. Real people win real money in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, the best place to be for watching and betting on all of the games. Email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to reserve your spot. So there were NBA games? Yes, three three significant NBA underdogs. I mean, like three plus 400 NBA underdogs parlayed together. They all hit. Two of the games went to overtime. Woo. Two of the games went to overtime. Is that guy mm. still alive, or that woman or man? Uh, still I, alive? I don't. I don't know anything. I only know that, that would put me in cardiac arrest. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. I, again, although I said this, if you had enough money to bet five thousand dollars, you're probably not. I'm guessing this is someone who's got a little bit of money because I don't think the average person is just dropping down a five thousand dollar bet on three NBA underdogs. I don't think that happens every day. Uh, but you can win. That's the point. You can win in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live I, Casino I did it several times last week. Yeah? Yeah. You put down $5,000? Of course. Yeah. I got a lot of questions. That's my routine bet. If that's something you're doing, I got a lot of questions about a lot of other things we're doing around here, sir. I got a lot of questions.
All right, when we come back in, Stan's going to answer the question that he's been asking everybody. You win the Powerball, what are you doing? We'll talk about that next. It is a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 15th at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. Online He's sp- Glenn Clark. I'm sorry, John. Online sports betting. We are just a couple of weeks away. <laughs> and when it when online sports betting goes live, you're going to have a lot of options for who you sign up with and who you choose to bet with here in the state of Maryland. Fandle. I would encourage you to, and by the way, there might be more offers coming. We press box. What we're going to do is we're going to compile the best offers that we can get for you guys for who it is that you choose to sign up with. And right now, FanDuel is top dog. FanDuel is offering you one hundred dollars and a pre-registration credit by going right now to pressboxonline.com/offers. 
That $100 credit is in addition to the new user promo that you're going to get from FanDuel when they indeed go live. So this is just $100 that they're going to give you for pre-registering, for signing up ahead of time. And then you will get their new user bonus as well. Just go to PressBoxOnline.com offers right now to get your $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus. That's PressBoxOnline.com offers. Stan the Fan Charles is in studio with us here on a Friday edition of the program. Stan, you've asked everybody else. I think I've told you this before. I don't know when this came up. Maybe there was a big jackpot before. If I win, you'll never know. I'm going to make that abundantly clear. If I win, you will never find out that I'm You're I not win. changing one aspect I don't of your want, life. I don't want to deal with it. I, there, there might be small things that I would change. You'd continue to do the GCR. That would be my plan. Okay. My plan would be to come in here on Tuesday when I get back, and I will do the show. And would it be a I brand will, new studio? That you'd... I think that I would try to find ways to make some like angel investments in some things, some you know anonymous. You'll or, have fresh panda dunks every single day. Yeah, no, I'm not. I would no, not. not I would. That. I would. I would never want anybody to know that I had money. That's the problem. I would yeah. never want anyone to know. Do you think you'll lose any like the passion and fire that you have? Um, you think it'll take the what, edge what, off? That's a good question. When, yeah. when do you, what do I what do, when do you see passion and fire every exactly. morning? Every yeah. morning. <laughs> every morning before you go on the air. Right. Of course. <laughs> um, no, I just wouldn't want the burden of of having people in my life. Like I would try to find ways to to give things to people in my life. Would Mrs. Clark know? I, I mean, I would prefer she didn't, frankly, <laughs> but I don't think that would be possible. Um. I would, I would literally, I would hire someone to go represent me and and say they were the winner, and I would chuck cut them off a chunk of change, and I would say I don't want anyone to ever know. I would never. Would you continue to bet on sports? I'd probably bet more. <laughs> I'd probably bet <laughs> that would be the one. That would be a significant change. Like I would probably just re- start recklessly betting. Like I would probably just start betting on things that I had no business. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about a man who's pre- previously lost three thousand dollars betting on ping pong. So like, you know. <laughs> I'm just so and how, I had so I had no money then. How long so. would it take you to lose all of it then? Not all of it. I wouldn't no? lose all okay. of it. I would yeah, I wouldn't do that. Um no, I would try to keep things about as normal as possible. I would I would definitely I just I feel like there would be such a burden to the number of people in your life that now know that you're wealthy. Like what what do you do? The burden yeah. of hiring security, the burden of like I just Security. What do you do? What are you, Paul Pelosi? No, but people are gonna. You're gonna be a target. If people know you're. If people know you're a billionaire, yeah, you're gonna be a target. I also think I was thinking about this too. So somebody showed me the 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 math on this. That if you take the lump sum after the taxes, lump sum is seven hundred and forty five million. So after million taxes, dollars. it becomes about four hundred million dollars, right? Like really? Again, I thought it was okay. Go ahead. No, it's the lump sum seven hundred. You're right about okay, that number. But then you got to pay taxes after taxes. It's going to be about four hundred million. And by the way, cool, right? Like, not going to be a problem. But I'm wondering if maybe for my life and the way that I want to live, I wouldn't just be better taking the payments, like taking just yeah, just saying because I don't want to drastically yeah. change anything about my life. Just you know, that way I'm I I'm what not. Do you know what the payments are on something like question. that? Great question. When you win the lottery, I want that answer. Yeah. But what would you do? What would I do? Yeah, I've had the benefit in my life of uh, knowing knowing somebody who made a lot of money, Boogie Wineglass. Sure. And I would uh, do a lot of things for a lot of people, and I don't know how to describe that any better. Sure. Uh, yeah, would I would I give some money to the food bank or this charity or this charity? Yes. 
but I would mostly do things for people that I know that need money. Apparently, it's 30 payments over 29 years. So you just split up the, the total number, divided what's one and a half billion by divided by 30? For 40 billion. No, 40, oh, I 40. Wish, I wish I had my 40 fi- million. 40 million. 40 million. Because right. I, yeah. I took an econ class last, like, one of my, so my last semester, and get, I had, like, a financial calculator. Yeah. So I, I knew exactly how to do this. Uh, I don't anymore. You'd, right. be, you'd be getting 40. <laughs> million dollars every year every for year for 29, 29 years. years that's Correct. even better than bobby bonilla does yeah but that's the, you know that's it's still, not quite what chris a, davis honestly did. that's still too much for me i don't want 40 million dollars all at once that's that's entirely you know, too i'll much. make a deal with you yeah you'll that. take it off my hands <laughs> for take, me if i I'll want i'll take i'll yeah. skim yeah, i'll skim five million a yeah, year that way you'll only have to deal with 35 no I but I, my thing would be to you know i just how many of us in our lives just hear not not even horror stories, just people that need things. Oh, 100%. Need a new car. You know, they need clothes to, you know. I, I hear stories all the time. So my my goal wouldn't be to what I would spend for myself. It would be, I would probably bet a lot of baseball parlays. I admit that now. I, but uh, I would probably lose a lot yes. of baseball parlays. Yes, But, um... I would probably do just a multitude of things for a multitude and, and, of people, and I would, do, but I would just be doing it anonymously. Yeah, like I would just be doing it. I don't, I don't want anyone to know. Yeah, I just because I don't want them to know that I have the money. I don't want anybody coming to me. Look, I just, I will take care of the people in my life. Yep, I'm just going to do it anonymously so that nobody. Would I be one of the people in your yes, life? Yes, yeah. yes, I absolutely. Well, Jane would. Uh, you, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, would be able to. By proxy, you would be able to benefit All from right. that because I would want to do something for Jane. Griffin, what about you? Uh, well, I don't know how I can follow Stan now. Yeah, right? He's doing all the good things for people. You're like, Griffin <laughs> was ready, ready to say. He was going off with Tony Vaselli to yeah, the island. Exactly. I mean, that's pretty good. Yacht, right? Wait that's a minute. Thinking, Before you look up to me, there might be a few hookers yeah. involved. Does that lower the bar? But that's also for charity. Because yeah. he wants well, to of do course. he wants well, to because do nice these things. women need exactly need right. Things, it's know? about doing nice things <laughs> for people. Um but I mean, yeah, I think I would definitely want to travel a lot. Like I think that would be lo- yeah, a, a lot of fun. Would be some um, <laughs> I mean maybe I would go look to, into like going to, to Wisconsin. <laughs> when it's pouring down rain and there's thunderstorms for a football game. You could, you could go to New Orleans with you know, but you could, If you had that money, you could just cancel that trip like that. 100%. It yeah. wouldn't affect me at yeah. all. I would just take another trip somewhere else. Um, I, w- I would look into buying the Orioles so that I could be That's the owner. Good. Of the ah, Orioles. yes. Um, I'm not sure if that would The commanders are available. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I would, but, I, but owning a sports team would be pretty cool. And then, uh, and then I'd, But, you know, I'd, I'd make sure I put people that know what they're doing in charge so I can right. just sit back. Right, kind of like Steve and Cohen, and correct? Just tweet, just tweet at yeah. people. Let's stand higher, Shane Turner. Like yep. do, the, do the whole thing. Um, but yeah, definitely travel or uh, or buy a sports team. That, right. that would be all right. You'd Made, have to put. You'd have to put. I've got news for you. You got to put together a group. Yeah, one point five billion. it's only four hundred million dollars yeah. after taxes. I know. So I guess that that might not. You be could a, buy a small portion mm-hmm. of a sports team. You could be like a. You I could be in on the. Of the you could be in on the the meetings. Essentially, is what that would. They, they, you might get an email every now and then. You know, my friend. Do you you remember Mark Fine? Don't yeah, you? Yeah, sure, of course. You know his team. We ought to have him on one day okay. in the next couple of weeks. His team. You know, he, he is now the CEO of an indoor lacrosse team, the Las oh, Vegas. Vegas yeah, Des- absolutely, I knew that. Cool yep. name, too, the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. Mm-hmm. 
they're about ready to play their first game. Yep. Uh, that's kind of the franchise you could probably mm, buy. Yeah, yeah. I would uh, I would start investing a lot in Towson Dodgeball and uh, <laughs> improve the facilities. Yeah. <laughs> Griffin's going to build an arena for Towson, Towson Dodgeball. Sort of that's like Brett Favre. Yeah, the, correct. Only not using yeah, you're gonna use the poor people's money. Welfare yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, guys. <laughs> Huge story. There is a cheating scandal that has rocked the sports world this morning. This Again, is just another bro- one? This is just broken. There is a massive cheating scandal that has rocked the sports world. It's, um, this is from the New York Post. Okay. It's the biggest professional sports scandal you've never heard of. Professional cornhole has been rocked by controversy after the top-ranked team was accused of using Illegal beanbags wow. at the 2022 American Cornhole League World Championships in August. Yeah, it's, I know John Colson is really affected by this news because John thinks himself a professional cornhole. How'd you do in your tournament at your uh, your your reunion event? I came in second. Came in. He's a second place finisher. Hey, wait a second. Do you know if the first place finishers use illegal beanbags? You might want to check in on that because you might be the rightful champion. I, Rocked. I think I am. You might be the rightful champion. How about this? Is this is right after uh, two weeks ago they had that big fishing scam? Ah, that was a huge story. Yeah, uh, yeah. dubbed quote Baggate unquote Baggate. The now infamous incident began when player Devin Harbaugh. The Harbaugh's are involved. Wow. The Harbaugh's. I thought. I thought Jack Harbaugh taught them better. I thought this the is the fire. Of that this family. is the fire yeah, the and passion. Exactly. 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 Would you, you care if you? Had oh, okay. He wasn't the cheater. Sorry. He called him out. Devin uh, Harbaugh was he's the a hero. He was a good hero. He was a yeah, good guy. He's a true Michigan man. Devin Harbaugh complained that rival opponents Mark Richards and Philip Lopez were using bags that were smaller than regulation during oh. the finals, which were broadcast live on ESPN from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Quote, I thought the bags were too thin, unquote, Harbaugh told the Wall Street Journal, and he was right. Officials gathered to inspect Richards and Lopez's what are bean they, bags. Me- measure the size Apparently, or, weigh, or weigh them? It's, I think it's a girth situation a that we're talking weigh, about. Okay. It's the, the yaw from the – but you got to – it doesn't include the tip. All right? it doesn't, the tip you. doesn't count. Officials gathered to inspect Richards and Lopez's bean bags and confirmed that they indeed – in fact, Werner, not regulation size. They were too small. I've got that complaint a few times yeah. over the years. ESPN's cornhole color commentator, Mark Pryor. That's what Mark Pryor's doing with his life now? <laughs> no, he's a pitching coach for the Dodgers. Oh, oh Pryor with a Y this time. Yeah. He remarked, that's going to create some drama, unquote. In response, Lopez and Richards requested that their opponent's bags also be expected their bags were also found what? to be not compliant. Oh, my God. Devin Harbaugh is cheating. <laughs> Those, the, the, oh, my God. The, the, this, the Harbaugh family has got to be so embarrassed by this. This so, is So he accused them of cheating. And then as it turns out, he, he was, was cheating, cheating the entire time. Also God. using two small bags? I don't know. I, according, Hang on. According okay. to ACL regulations, cornhole bags must be six by six inches when laid flat and weigh 16 ounces with minor variations tolerated. Okay, now that's weird. That gets into the thing. Remember the thing with the bat from earlier in the World Series where Maldonado was using Albert Pujols' bat? Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, here we go. The Astros cheating again. And they're like, wait a second. That's... So it's Albert Pujols is allowed to use an illegal bat. Right. <laughs> but nobody else is? Right. How is that a thing? 
Like, how is that allowed? According, yeah, uh, a one-hour delay ensued. Oh, that had to kill the folks on ESPN. <laughs> Imagine putting up the rain delay logo while you're in your cornhole broadcast on ESPN. Sorry, we're going to have to bring you last year's cornhole tournament because this year's cornhole tournament is currently in a rain delay. They're cutting back to Tom Davis sitting at a Royal Farms <laughs> in- interviewing Al Bumbry. <laughs> God, um, a one-hour delay ensued before officials determined that the violations. But you you don't see the whole interview. You'd see it like in the corner. In the corner, while they the show corner. you, while they show you the like live shot, of, the of, shot. N- of nothing happening at the cornhole right. tournament, right. Uh, that the violations were not intentional and decided to continue the competition with a fifteen thousand dollar cash prize at stake. Quote, it's possible, but I'm pretty confident that it wasn't intentional, unquote. ACL spokesman Trey Ryder told Wall Street Journal regarding cheating allegations. I don't know. So they just canceled out. So yeah, nothing, if, they're both, if they're both cheating, then they both have the same advantage, I guess. Can Why I not? get back to real sports for a moment? No, this is the most important story that's <laughs> the, ever the happened. ESPN. The Orioles, have, the Orioles have a an announcement. Oh, they have an announcement? Big free agent? The, the Orioles they're and, not, and Jake Cave. Have avoided arbitration. (laughs) That means he is going to be. You're not really trying to suggest this is more important than the cornhole cheating scandal. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Because when they get to the World Series and they face, well, not the World Series, when they face somebody like Ryan Presley, the Orioles will have Jake Cave to come come off the bench in order to get it. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. I I don't know. There was uh, in our group of friends for years, we were obsessed Can Jam players. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with can jams, Dan. No, it's a well, frisbee can game um, that you play. You set up two cans and you throw a frisbee down, and your teammate's supposed to knock it into the can. You get three points if he does. It's you just knock toss. it into There's the a big can, can oh, setup. Big can okay. setup. No, <laughs> right. not a not a, a tomato paste can. A big barrel, essentially. Okay, a barrel. Set and up. You knock it into it. Your friend throws the frisbee down, and then you try to knock it into the can. If you knock it in, you get three points. If you knock it off the can, you get one point. Isn't there goaltending? No, no goaltending. No, no goaltending involved. So actually, I guess you would say that they. No, no, no. You would want goaltending. Yeah, right. you would want yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what you want. You Legalized want goaltending. Goal, legal goaltending. Uh, when we first started playing, one of our friends was really good at digging a, a terribly thrown frisbee. He could track it down eight feet away, and he could pop it up and turn it into points. He was. It was miraculous, right? It became very controversial within our group of friends because they said you're not allowed to carry, and they were accusing his shots of being carries, carries. right? And it became quite scandalous. There were fights involved. There were friendships ended. There were, I believe, so at it, one point, racial slurs, and I'm not really sure why. I think that was inappropriate. So the whole thing is you're supposed to like deflect ta- it, yeah, like like you know, touch poke it, at it, touch yeah, it, essentially touch it. redirect it, redirect, it, redirect right? it. Okay. The accusation was that he was carrying in the process and i'm telling you it ruined friendships that we've never we have never 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 recovered recovered from these this scandal involved with our neighborhood can jam matchups so i can only imagine what this is doing to the world of cornhole um i i think john colson might never recover from this because he is a devoted cornhole uh player and this is the type of scandal that brings down this brings shame on the entire sport everybody looks at cornhole players as being the epitome of Honorable. athletic competition, yeah. right? Like, this is – what do I tell my sons now, exactly? Like, what do I say to Graham and Sam that their heroes are using illegal beanbags? How do I – how do we talk about this at the dinner table tonight? I think you hope they don't see it for at least until they're 
I don't know. It's teenagers? Un- unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. All right, we come back in. We'll get a tidbit. We'll get tubular. And then we will get you segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show. Today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill, where they have $6.99 apps every night after 9 o'clock, including the delicious smoky thigh wings. What, when you, you, I just wanted to ask you, is, was Micah let go? Oh, no, Micah had a migraine today, unfortunately, so he wasn't able to make it in. I'm sorry, yes. I know uh, the women, uh, our, our female uh, viewers, yeah, are particularly yeah. upset uh, that Micah is not here. No, MC Ernest is still maybe, with us. Maybe he was caught in some uh, kind of scandal. No, no, not that I know of. He's of we better better go back check his beanbags. I'm going to think about what I just said there for a second. <laughs> Let's go back to Glory Days Grill. Six ninety nine apps every night after 9 o'clock. Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. Get your order in. My mom stopped there last night. She uh, She's like, Glenn Clark talks about it all the what time. Did, uh, what did she get? I know she tried something off the Oktoberfest menu. I think she might have... Or so, somebody got a burger because uh, I yeah, the, the Bavarian burger with I the pretzel believe, bun. I think so. so big, that was left over. That was what was left over in the fridge win, when I got home. Win. Yeah, love glory days. All right, I'm having lunch there today. Oh, uh, look at Mr. you, Mr. Colson. It's really weird. You didn't invite me. That's very strange. No, we've got some decisions to make. Oh, hard, oh, we've got oh. some hard decisions oh. to make. Well, that's not uncomfortable at all. Yeah. <laughs> not awkward whatsoever. All right, it is a Friday. Stay in the fantasy. It's Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Receive a free Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich offer card as a thank you when you donate to Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 12th at any of the 13 Baltimore area Chick-fil-A Stuff the Truck event sites. Be one of the first 50 people to donate and you will also get a free t-shirt. For a location list and more information, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash toy drive. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimorePD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. 
experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code TAILGATE. That's ginsugrills.com. Reserve yours today. Join Glenn at halftime of every Ravens game for the Project Game Day Halftime Show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports. We apologize in advance. There's not much we can do about his face. I always feel so disrespectful every time he says that. Hey, coming up in uh, just a little bit, we will get you segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show from this past Tuesday night at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill with special guest Chuck Clark. You keep hearing these shows and saying to yourself, man, what am I? I, I got to get out to one of those. Yeah, I would encourage you to do that. November 15th, Tuesday night, we will be at Mother's North Grill in Timonium with Tyus and a special guest. It is a partnership of Press Box and Great 8's memorabilia. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. If you missed any of the show, you will be able to hear it tonight on 105.7 The Fan. And again, join us November 15th, Mother's North Grill in Timonium for the next Tyus Bowser show. Um, quickly, I feel like there was something that somebody had asked that I wanted to get to, and I have already forgotten what it was uh, from Chris. Chris says... Stan, wondering how you think the market's going to play out. It's been a long time since the Orioles have been involved significantly in free agency. It feels like free agency, the chips have fallen later and later in the process. Do you feel like the Orioles will be involved early in free agency or more with players that don't get what they are looking for on the market and the money comes down to where the Orioles could start looking at them, say, in January or so? Well, I don't think that the Orioles will play at the deep end of the market, the high price guys I think that they may identify a player or two that they um, that they really want okay uh, you know and I'm and, talking and prioritize more like, yeah uh, maybe like a 10 million dollar pitcher mm-hmm. that they maybe they say you know something if we go to 22 over two years we can get that guy and they think he can really be a difference maker they may strike quickly. So you, yeah, you're saying they're not just going to wait around and find out. I don't think they'll do like that sort was of the, the Duquette, Dan Duquette yes. model. Wait around, that. see if yeah. there's you know somebody left over at yeah. the end of free agency that yeah. makes sense for you that you can get for a cheaper price and sign that player. Right. You think that while it won't be big money, it will be their guy. That yep. They say, we think this is the guy that makes sense financially. Let's go after that. Like, guy. like I'm just, uh, you know, I opened my eyes last night. I watched uh, Noah Syndergaard, mm-hmm. who was five years ago, arguably one of the top ten pitchers in all of baseball for about a three year period. Sure. And then he got Tommy John. You know, he had injuries. Tommy John. He came back this year, first healthy season. He pitched for the Angels, who are a horrible team, and he was certainly a little part of that that they were bad. He wasn't great. Went to the Phillies. I watched him last night. I know he gave up that home run to Pena that put the Astros on top, but a lot of swing swing and miss uh, over four innings. Uh, Is he a guy now? He made $10 last year. I don't know that he gets quite that price point, but could you sign him for two years and $16 million, 17.5, and be 
be proactive if you like him. Right. You know, it's interesting. It's an interesting thought. Um, I want to send just a, a positive thought the way of uh, veteran broadcaster Chick Hernandez, who announced this morning Chick uh, has prostate cancer. Oh, um, now, it appears as though they got it early. He went in for a, a checkup, and so that's the good news. But I, I tell you, we've all known Chick for a long time yeah. around here. Clearly, he is synonymous with Maryland. He's kind of Mr. Maryland outside of Johnny Holiday. Um, and Mr. Golf. Loves very his much, golf. Very much loves golf. Um, and I like Chick a lot. I've always liked Chick. But actually, at that event that uh, Mike Loxley hosted this year, my yeah. wife and I, like we, we sat down with Chick, and he started asking us about uh, he and, and Mrs. Loxley were asking a lot about our marriage, and he started telling me a really amazing story about his own marriage that I had never heard before about the the racism that he faced um, when he was dating his wife. And it's an interracial marriage. Yeah, yeah. it is a really powerful yeah. testimony um, about you know some of the things that he has dealt with in his life that I never knew in all yeah. the years that I've, I've talked to Chick at various games and various events. I had never heard this story before, and I. It, it gave me an even greater reverence for the man, um, for the things that he's been through. It's, right. It, How'd you find out that he had he, just, he, he posted he it, it, he on it this morning on Twitter? So uh, yeah, on Twitter. Okay. Um, love well, our thoughts, our thoughts go out to him and his family. Yep, no question. And hopefully they got it soon enough. Yep. And I know there's a process because I'm pretty good friends with Sandy Siegel, of course. And I know you've been yep. with Chesapeake Urology. Yep. You had your thing I got, yeah correct exactly yeah. my tubes tied that's exactly tied. where i went to get my tubes tied okay. 100%. Um, so again we urge people and especially african-americans uh, it's a very high disproportionate yes. disproportionate uh you know amount of people uh blacks that that suffer from this so get checked out once a year okay yeah, go, go to your Go yeah. to your urologist. Yeah. Uh, look, I I said this a couple of years ago when when Cal Ripken, you know, made it public that he had been diagnosed. I said I haven't been to a doctor for a checkup in right. five six years, seven years, something like that at this point. And as embarrassing as it is that Cal Ripken was the one that got me to, right. you know, I, I joked about it. Hey, when I was a kid, I drank milk because Cal Ripken said to drink milk. Right. Growing up here, we did what Cal Ripken told us to do when you were of a certain age. So. I went and I got a checkup. If Cal Ripken told you to run into a burning building, would you? Yeah, have I mean, it depends. What are we doing? Are we trying to save some cats? Because I do want to save some cats. Like, I'm going to at least use some some amount of critical thinking in the process. All right, uh, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by, oh, this one's brought to you by FanDuel. Again, reminder, it's coming. Online sports betting will be here, and we are hooking you up with the best offers for getting signed up right now. You go to pressboxonline.com slash offers. You can get a $100 pre-registration credit from our friends at FanDuel. That $100 credit in addition to the new user promo that you'll get when they go live. It's pressboxonline.com slash offers. $100 FanDuel pre-registration bonus credit. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. All right. Before last night, Justin Verlander had made eight starts in the World Series without registering a win. No other pitcher had made more than five without a win before last night. Um, But, of course, he did get a win last night, so we can throw all that out the window. As uh, Verlander looks to uh, win his third Cy Young Award, um, and after getting his third Cy Young at the end of this season, at the end of this season, he will join a list of ten players who have three Cy Young awards. Okay, before we do that, I just want to say really quickly: Did 
you've been watching obviously during the World Series. How do you feel about the in-game interviews? I love it. I love it. I don't care mm. for them. Okay. I don't care for them. I don't really find anything. I think Ken does a terrific job mm-hmm. doing them, but I don't find anything of particular. You know. I I like the idea of getting the immediate thought right i like that idea right. and they have been very quick and i think that's been what the benefit is instead of doing like the inning long thing they've done the one question about something that occurred in the game get in get out and that's yep. where i think it's actually yep. been yep. you know okay i definitely felt when when he was talking to verlander last night like there was an amount of relief like even even if they didn't win the game it was a Thank I God I finally well. pitched well in a World Series. Yeah. Like I, 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 I didn't have to deal well, with that this again. That was a lightning strike when Schwarber hit that home run. You go, oh again? my goodness. Yeah. Again? Yeah. Again? Yeah. Boy, is he a powerful guy. Oh, he's extraordinary. Jeez. All right, three-time Cy Young Award yeah. winners. Um, Jim Palmer. Correct. Yes, Palmer has three. Uh, I'm going to guess Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. About, what about pa- no. I'm pretty sure. Sh- oh no. Uh no no. Okay. Oh right, yeah. Sorry sorry. I, right. He was my he was the very first. He has seven. He has the most. Of okay. Anybody. Okay. I, about, I was looking at the guys in the middle of the pack. How about Pedro? Uh yes. Pedro has three. Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. Really really he is not on the list. How about Sandy Koufax? Sandy Koufax. Yes. Okay. Three um, three for Koufax. Bob Gibson. That's. Yeah, Bob Gibson, not on the list. Wow. All right. I would have guessed that. Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver has three. Okay. How about Steve Carlton? Yep. Steve Carlton has four. That's a good one. How about Greg Maddox? Greg Maddox, also four. Very good. How many more do we need? We need three more. Three more. Um, How about Glavin? Glavin, only twice. Bomb. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson has five, second most of anyone in history. I did not know that. How about that? How about Schilling? Schilling, not three Cy Youngs. Okay. I think he'd be in the Hall. If he get, if he had three Cy Youngs, yeah, I think he'd, he'd have to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Kershaw. Yep. Clayton Kershaw has three. Very good. So we're missing one? We are missing one. Ferguson Jenkins. Ooh. Not Ferguson Jenkins. Okay. It'd be bad if I didn't get that one since, yeah. you know, he remodeled my backyard once. <laughs> it's a f- my favorite all-time story that I tell people is the time that I came home from work. And Ferguson, and Ferguson Jenkins. Do you, have you, I really not I've told never, you that story? You're not, no, you've never told. This me. is a straight shoot. Don't man. change. Don't change the subject. Right, we're sorry. we're doing. Is it is it modern or, or uh, modern? Very modern. Active. He's very active. modern. Scherzer. Yep. Right. Right. Scherzer right. has Scherzer. three. Scherzer. Very good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I can't believe I never told you this story. Ferguson Jenkins, who I ended up being very good friends with when I lived in Arizona. Right. I come home one day, and the the, the young lady that I was living with at the time is laying rocks because it's just a desert. Like, there's no grass right, back there. Right. She was, they were laying rocks in our little backyard at our apartment. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you didn't mention that you were going to do that, but that's fine. It doesn't bother me. I don't, we didn't really use the back, little backyard right. area much. It's, right. it's a desert. Um, and then she and said... she was having an affair with Ferguson <laughs> no, Jenkins. No, no, I don't want to... I don't... might leave that part of the story out. Um, Ferguson... So... I, all right, hang on. So I'm like, well, d- would you like my help? She said, no, Fergie's got it. <laughs> to which I said, who's Fergie? Right. And I swear to God, Al a, man, pops. a man comes in, walks into my living room. Right. 
I, I, I didn't immediately recognize right, him, but like right. he's a strapping man, and he says, "Hi, Ferguson Jenkins," mm. and I said, "What the f?" <laughs> <laughs> For, uh, he was friends with my my girlfriend's aunt. Was the story? He was okay. friends with my girlfriend's aunt. And they were just out that day and talking about the backyard, and they decided they were going to. And it turns out we went to dinner regularly for the months that followed, and it was a great. He's a great guy. Really like Ferguson Jenkins. Somebody tweeted when we were talking he about the story one day. Great picture. Great picture. It was a hell of a picture, obviously. And so oh, by the are way, we still missing. No, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got everybody. That was a good one. There was a bar in Mesa, Arizona, called Old Chicago, and when we would walk in there, I mean, it was like. The, the president was walking into the room. It was like royalty really? was coming in. Whenever we would walk into that bar with Ferguson Jenkins, it was, oh, my God, people would panic and fall over themselves to see Fergie was there. It was really cool. Uh, Tubular brought to you today by Chick-fil-A, the Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants, who are asking for your help once again this year as they are trying to uh, take care of folks in need and stuff the truck. Baltimore-area Chick-fil-A restaurants invite you to support Toys for Tots on Saturday, November 12th, so one week from tomorrow. Donate a new toy at any of their 13 Stuff the Truck locations and receive a free sandwich offer card as a thank you. For more info, visit PressBoxOnline.com slash Toy Drive. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash Toy Drive. Some highlights for the weekend. Uh, Not a lot. The Maryland field hockey team will try to win the Big Ten tournament. Uh, They play the semifinals today at 4. The championship would be Sunday on Big Ten Network. Tomorrow, Maryland-Wisconsin football. I may be there. It's at noon out in Madison on Big Ten Network. Navy-Cincinnati at 4 on ESPNU. Towson's at home at 2 against Villanova. Morgan's at Stony Brook at 1. Both those on Flow Sports. Stevenson is at home against Wilkes at noon. Hopkins is at Dickinson at 1. The big games tomorrow, obviously, Tennessee-Georgia, 3.30 on CBS. And then LSU-Alabama. Tomorrow night, actually, it's Alabama at LSU, 7 o'clock on ESPN. On Sunday, the local TV game, CBS Bills Jets at 1, and Barn Burner, Rams Buccaneers at 425. Another back-to-back weeks of thrillers at 425. This one's probably better than Colts Commanders was, but it's still not great. Uh, Fox has Vikings Commanders at 1 o'clock, and then the World's oh uh, Titans Chiefs, of course, is the Sunday night game, so that's a pretty good one on NBC. And then as far as the World Series goes, Game six tomorrow night, 8 o'clock on Fox. Zach Wheeler and Framber Valdez, the pitching matchup. If game seven is necessary, it will be Sunday night at 8 on Fox. What kind of crowd do you – I mean, what kind of TV numbers do you think the uh, Eagles got in Philadelphia last night? Um, eh, I mean, like, I mean, still had, better than your average television program. Right. But, yes, I'm going to guess that probably – Severely impacted yes. by the, Although there were, I mean, there were also a ton of Eagles fans that were down yeah. in Houston. I yeah. got the sense that they, had, a lot of Philly fans, had planned to travel down because remember it was supposed to be an off night last night. Right. Go to the football game and then go to Game Six and right. Seven tonight. They and tomorrow threaded night. that needle. Yeah. The way did, you did on your trip yeah, to Wisconsin did not work out for them. Not working out right now for your boy. Not great. Uh, anything non-sports wise? Uh, well, out? it just occurred to me it'll be interesting because. Uh, Friday or Sunday on Fox uh, was supposed to be the time slot premiere of The Masked Singer mm. at 8. Well, but now, be, well, I know, may now or may the, not with, happen, right? Since, yeah. since the rain pushed everything back, I'm not sure what's going to happen if it goes seven games. Right. Um, Weird Al, that movie is on out on the Roku channel with Daniel Radcliffe as, uh, as Weird Al Yankovic. Um, My Policeman comes to streaming on Amazon Prime. This is Harry Styles is in a love triangle 
with uh with uh he he's actually having a homosexual affair ah, and with his Olivia Wilde. Uh, oh, no, this would, is a different would, movie. Yeah, this yeah, is actually a different be. movie because he's all because he's a he's a police officer in okay. Britain in the 1950s, and so oh, right. being gay is is illegal. Yes, yes. And so it's a apparently um, Harry Styles. You okay, got to check it out. Not, um, not for me. I don't think. <laughs> Uh, Lopez versus Lopez series premiere on NBC tonight. George Lopez and uh, his daughter or whatever. Yeah, is it really his daughter or just I, somebody I think playing so. his I think daughter? Think yeah, I think it really is. Really okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Young Rock season three also premiered. Ah, uh, can't miss right that. For, uh, tonight. Right after that, uh, Causeway movie with Jennifer Lawrence on Apple TV. Um, it's a terrible name. Causeway. Causeway. That. Uh, so I've driven. Is is it? It has something to do with the Louisiana and like driving over the Causeway. You got to drive over the Causeway. Oh, maybe. To get out I don't to, know. Uh, Not that I picked up from the trailer. At least she okay. has. She has PTSD from. War, she's like a war veteran. Uh, Jennifer doesn't Lawrence seem is. like it would be related in any way. Um, and then Brian Tyree Henry it becomes her best friend, and it looks like it's it's a twenty four. So he's it's like her it's her Fergie. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> they in the backyard. He helps her cross. Pretty the good. Not, not bad, Stan. Not bad. <laughs> Selena Gomez documentary. She's got her own documentary. Okay. <laughs> Talk about herself. I said highlights. Are there any highlights? This Amy weekend? Schumer is hosting Saturday Night Live. That's right. Live. Towson's own Amy oh, no, Schumer. That's a good one. With Host. musical guest Steve Lacey, who's got the number one or had the number one song in America until Taylor Who, Swift. How is her TV show? Which one? The Inside, Inside Amy Schumer? Yeah. They, did they bring that back? Did I, I think I so. Yeah, yeah. It came, I think the it, but it's on Paramount Plus or something? I think um, so. I, I liked so. it. I always enjoyed it. Yeah, I like it. her a lot. I like, I like Amy Schumer. I even like the, the dumb show she did with Michael Sarah, uh, where he plays every version of Michael Sarah you've ever seen in a movie. I actually thought that show was good, Josh too. Josh is a good friend of her. He was a part even, of Inside yeah. Amy Schumer. He was in what, one of the great sketches they did on Inside Amy Schumer where... Um, they they lampooned uh, the Friday Night Lights concept, right. and he was great. I mean, that was a tremendous sketch. Anything else? Those are the highlights. All right, yeah. very good. Stan the Fan, appreciate you, sir. Thank you. At Thank Stan you. the Fan on Twitter. Yep. You will be on with the boys tomorrow morning. I'll be on with the boys tomorrow morning, and I'll be in for Glenn on Monday, unless the trip to yeah, Wisconsin right. <laughs> doesn't falls, come falls off. apart at the seams. Uh, you and Gary Stein will be here. Yep. Appreciate you guys doing that so that uh, we can spend a couple days. Who away. do you want? Uh, seriously, who yeah. do you want in that seat Monday? Ooh. <laughs> well, you've gotten comfortable in that chair. Maybe you send Gary over here. Right? You can, If you want to lead the show, you can do it I'm from that. Fine. But that's we got that chair for you. I know. So I think we give you uh, your thank chair. Thank John Colson. You know, you know one of the things about this chair? Yeah. Look at this. You can work out. Oh, <laughs> why haven't I been doing that? Yeah. That's that'd be brilliant during the commercial break. My PT would yeah, right? be proud of me. Um, all right, and so we will see you on Monday. Yep. Appreciate it, sir. Um, quickly, Ginsu Grills code is tailgate. Save one hundred dollars when you order your all new Ginsu Kamado Grill. GinsuGrills.com. <laughs> thanks today to Kevin Willard. Thanks to Tony Baselli. Thanks to Arthur Jones. Thanks to Bo Smolka. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Get those Powerball tickets. Correct. And you'll never know if I win. Nothing will happen. Nothing will be different. How many of you bought, Stan? Uh, so far, I bought four. Oh, okay. I How bought, many are you planning on? I bought on? seven the other day. My friend Tim Tremblay tells me that once you've bought three tickets, yeah. you don't go up in any measurable way. You know, like buying like $200 Well, if you start with like worth. a point zero 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 zero, I mean, you've got zero a better one. chance of being hit by the lightning Correct. 20 times. Correct, 100%. 100%. All right. Uh, we will, yeah, we will be back, or Stan and Gary will be back on Monday. Jeremy Conn will join them, and we'll have, I think uh, Jake Funk is, I think I might, I might be having a chat with Jake Funk that they will have for your show on Monday. Are you Monday. sure you could call Fergie? 
if you'd like me to, I'd be happy to call him. I I really I, I love the I love that guy so much. I don't know how old he is at this point. I haven't done. Fergie's got to be seventy four, seventy five. He was old. great. This was oh six or oh seven, something like that. And he yeah. was in great shape. Seventy nine. Seventy nine. He looked great. He was one of the worst trades the Phillies ever made. Yeah, not smart. Not smart. All right. Um, thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Thanks, everybody, at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, the Baltimore County Police Department, Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Costas Inn, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Ace Memorabilia, FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. We will, I will see you on Tuesday. We will wrap up today's show with segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show. Have a great weekend. Go all the area teams. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. Back in here for segment number three of the Tyus Bowser Show. Please, would you all here at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill give it up one more time. Tyus Bowser, his special guest Chuck Clark, Rita and Glenn with you as well. Rita, this is a place where you hang out, like, legitimately. This is one of your spots, right? Yeah, I've come here for a couple of games, yes. That's awesome. We, yeah. um, this is ha- the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill here on Hartford Road. Shout out to Dante and his staff who have been great to us tonight. Uh, Rita, your go-to, when somebody comes out to Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill, they should order what? I always get the um, salmon bites. That's what I typically get, so that's. Their lamb chops are pretty good too. So. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh, I need man. to order me. I might need to order me some of those salmon bites <laughs> yeah, right? myself. Give this man some lamb chops. Yeah. Give this man. Uh, oh, it's oh one thing too. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. So during the game, when the Ravens score a touchdown, they give out these purple shots. These free purple shots here. <laughs> So, yeah, it's Wait, cool. What a Wait purple a side at? Bring the purple side. We they, need to see, they we usually need to see make, that. It's usually in a container behind one of the, be, the uh, beans. Yeah, them. but, you know, it's not game day. Uh, so oh, that's, why, that's why you like coming over here. Huh? <laughs> I, don't even like those ty- I don't even like those types of shots, but it's cool. I like to see everybody else drinking yeah. it. What is it? Okay. It, huh? What is what it? Kind of, I, I don't know. Yeah, I get worried about that. We need, we need more clarification on this, on this purpose. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinking drinking <laughs> I'm assuming it's like some type of vodka. Oh, okay. And I'm it. like, you just drinking whatever. At this I, point. I, don't, I don't drink it, but I see everybody, like, they'll pass it around to everybody. Okay. I'm not drinking it, but it's cool <laughs> that, that they, you know, give out free shots every touchdown. <laughs> okay. Tyus is from Houston, so when I hear a purple drink, I'm thinking something else entirely. Hey, you already know what it is. I don't think that's what they're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not, not that kind of purple drink. No, to be clear. <laughs> no, the Tyus Show is brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists. Their team of surgeons is Maryland's leaders in ethical arterial procedures. Uh, Houston and Philly. How about how that worked out? Like, Tyus, you're, you're a reasonably big Astros fan, right? Like, yes. Yes, I am. I am. Chuck, are you a, a I grew big... up a Phillies fan. Ryan Howard, Autumn. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yep. yep. So, like, did you or did you ever play baseball? And was like, yeah. Baseball was, like, my favorite sport. Then really? I, then I stopped, like, right when high school started. But baseball mm. was my favorite sport, for real. So you grew up rooting for the Phillies. Yep. Like, did you dream of, like, being a Philly? Was that? I didn't know where it was going to take me, but I was like, hey, hopefully I can get, like, I don't. Like I said, when I hit high school, I was like, hey, it's going to be football or it's going to be baseball. I take the football route. It's worked out okay for yeah, you. I feel yeah, like, yeah. like that yeah. decision was all right. But I mean, I still stay around it. You know, my, my wife, she plays softball at Virginia Tech, too. So I still kind of be around the game in the offseason a little bit. Got there throwing and hitting and all of that. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Is, is there a side bet 
I mean, the series is still tied one apiece right now as we talk. Is there a side bet between you guys, maybe? We, we, we ain't talked about it. No, but we ain't talked about yeah. it. I'll talk with a few others, but, you know. They be cheating down there, though. Oh! <laughs> oh <man. laughs> I was waiting for that to, to, be, to be said. Are you just going to take that? Hey, man, it is what it is. You know, we, we don't let our play do all the talking. Uh, <laughs> we good. What about, like, uh, can we get, like, uh, you know, you wear... If the Phillies win, you wear a Phillies jersey. Gotta, to, got, you got to make a bet now. Got like, to. If the Astros I'm, win. I'm cool with that. It's not like you, you I don't the promoter. I'm no wearing huh? no Phillies jersey. <laughs> would, you, would you do that, Chuck? Would you wear an Astros jersey to, to practice one day? The facility? If Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, we that's, why, that's why I never take those bets. Like when college football come around, they be like, you want to wear the jersey? That's something. Nope. We're not taking that bet. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, doesn't that also have something to do with the fact that it's been a lot, rough couple of years for your boys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. It's been a rough couple of years. You, I saw you got it uh, to Navy for the Houston game, right? I did. I got to make it down there. That's cool, man. Yeah, it was good. It was good just being around all the guys again. Seeing some of the close coaches that I've uh, known, you know, from the past few years. And, you know, luckily it was close. It was like 50 minutes away. So just hearing that, I was able to get down there and get to support the guys. That's so awesome. Good. That's good. awesome. Chuck, what, uh, what, what did you guys do? Obviously, you guys had the weekend off after a big win in Tampa. Chuck, what did you do this past weekend? I had a whole weekend of Halloween with the kids. Ah. Man, it was like four or five different events we went to. So oh. I, I, was t- I was tired of Halloween for real. <laughs> I remember talking to you about fatherhood last year. You had another little girl, right, yep, since uh-huh. then? Yep, yep. Dude, how much – because I remember you telling us about how much it changed your life the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, how different is it now with having two little girls that you're trying to keep up with? It's easier now, but the second one, she be chilling – she be doing her thing, and I'm like, all right, cool. I thought it was, I thought it was gonna be a lot different, but yeah. like now, and this time I got I got a hand on it now, so I'm like, okay, I know what to do, know what to expect. I be at the house sometimes with both of them, just like, all right, I got it. We, you know what I'm saying? Watching film with one hand, holding the baby with the other. So that's cool. Yeah, it's cool now. It's, it's easy. I, I feel like my wife and I were like on our p's and q's with the first, right? Like we had two boys, and like the first one, we're like doing everything just how they teach you in baby class, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't want to screw it up. The second one, we're just like, yo, if you're not dead, like, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. all. We don't. We'll spray it down with a hose. Wow. Like we don't care. Mm-hmm. Just survive, man. Yeah, like that's this all. is all foreign talk to me. I'm so far beyond. <laughs> What this any of this is? I don't even know what it's like. That. You might have not. Children. I was gonna say something. I'm gonna take. I'm not gonna say. I was gonna say you. You got an adult son. You might. You might have to worry about grandma doing this. Yeah, or I wouldn't mind being a grandmother <laughs> one day. Yeah, yeah. right. Like no rush. No, no rush. rush. I get that. No rush. Um, Chuck, I appreciated over the summer. One day at the podium, you kind of opened up and talked about everything you went through in the off season. And you were very honest about it. And I, I had great respect for someone. It'd be really easy to just be like, yo, I'm not going to talk about that. Like, but you had no problem like, opening up about it. I guess, one, it, like, what made you want to talk about it? And then, two, I, I feel like in some situations it can be awkward when you go through something like that. And it can be tough. You've been nothing but a monster again this season and have been awesome. Why wasn't it awkward necessarily for you coming back and, and being back a part of this after going through all that? Uh, well, first, I appreciate you saying that, but um, I really didn't want to talk about it. Really? And they, they, you know, they was like, listen, you're going to have to address this, you know, being the person that you are on the team, you're going to have to talk about this at some point. So I'm like, all right, I'm putting my growing up pants and do it. But um, I feel like personally for me, once I realized it wasn't going to happen what I was asking for, 
I was just like, you know what? I'm in it for, for my guys, for my teammates, the bonds that I built. Like, this guy right here, we've been playing together for six years, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, at the end of the day, I know it's a business, but I still have built relationships with guys, and I was just like, I'm, I can't walk out that type of way and be the, you know, the, the sour apple of the group if I'm still going to be here, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, you guys still have goals. You want to win a championship, right? right? Definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. Sias, what did it mean to you? I mean, this is your guy, right? You saw you guys draft class to, nah. to make sure that he was still around. What did it mean to you? No, nah, I mean, I've heard me and him, we've talked. We've had that conversation, you know. That topic has always came up. But one thing I always respected, like you said, is, like, he always put his, he always put his guys first. Like, his guys is his priority and going out there and playing for them because – you know, we out here, you know, as 11 guys, you know, depending on each other. And, you know, I've been in, I've been in that situation where, you know, egos come across or situations come up, come across where, you know, it's always that, that one guy that kind of messes up or hurts the entire team. So, you know, to be put in that situation, man, and to be able to focus and, you know, put his mind on doing what he has to do in that moment to help the team and help himself, man. You just see things work out for you. And I could just say for me personally, like I've been put in, you know, different situations where it's like, man, am I going to be here? Am I not? Yeah. And the number one thing that I had to tell myself is like, what matters now? What matters now is me coming in and practice or coming in in the morning, getting myself prepared and getting ready for practice. And Whatever snap I'm out there to go out there and do, I'm going to go out there and get my best and let the rest handle itself. And I feel like that's what's happened for him. And, you know, everybody on the team respects this guy 100%. I don't think there's not one guy, one person in that organization that doesn't look at Chuck as the leader, the respectful guy that he is because he shows that each and every day. Like, it hasn't been not one day since the first time we stepped foot, you know, at the castle that he's changed or, you know, been somebody then that he's not been now. So that's why I say that I respect this guy so much. And this is my guy, you know what I'm saying? Damn. So, yeah. I'm, I'm about to get a little teary-eyed. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's that. beautiful, man. It's different, like, when, it's different when you're in the trenches with some guys and you know you can trust this guy because you know he's going to have your back just like you have his. So, you know. In those situations, man, you'll go out, you'll do anything for him, you know. So that's why I, I respect him. I just want to ditto. That's how. I, that's when I when I talk about Rita, like literally. I don't know why you stole like my entire speech that I give about my teammate. Like it's weird that you did that, but like you should at least give me credit because you know that's yeah. that's exactly what I said when you asked me about Rita. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the I heard entire, everything. Exactly. The exact the exact words, all of it. Ride together, you ride together, you ride together, you, I don't want to use the other word. Though. You know, you ride together, that's it. <laughs> yeah, man, it's bigger than football, man, at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah. It's bigger than football. Like, this full, this game is only going to last for so long, but when you talk about a relationship, a brother, a brotherhood, man, that lasts forever. You know, so that's how I look at it. That's always been my mindset. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chuck, is there any small part of you that like ever wants to be like, "How you like me now?" Like, is there any part of you that it's a, it's a business? So, like I said, I feel that way every day. But like I said, it's bigger. It's bigger than that. It's like I'm I'm, I'm trying to win a ring this year, and what's gonna happen after that is gonna happen. So that's all I'm locked in on. I love but it. I, love I can't that, carry man. selfish like my own selfish like beef or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? And mess up the rest of the team. You know. It's awesome. Man, that's cool. I, I, I love everything about that. Uh, Rita, when you hear the name Andy Dalton, <laughs> what, uh, what comes to mind for you? Uh, 
Tyus, do we have the same memory? Because I feel like you just gave a smile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. My, yes, the, 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 the first thing that comes to my mind when you say Andy Dalton is 2017. <laughs> yeah. Tyler Boyd, Andy Dalton, Ravens out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. And it was you guys' rookie season, correct? Yep, it was. So, um... Does that stick with you? Does that, I, I, yeah, yeah <laughs> like because it sticks year. with me. Yeah. Like I, I'm yeah. not, I'm never gonna forget that moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can say a lot of things about Andy Dalton, but look, it, look, he, he gave the Bills life. He gave the Ravens death, mm-hmm. and that's all, that's all we we can finally say in that moment that he found a way to to, to stick it to us real good. Yeah. So I'm just curious to know when you think of Andy Dalton, what exactly comes to your mind when you think of him? I mean, I respect the guy 100. percent This is a guy that I've actually been looking at since I was young when he was back at TCU. So this yeah. is a guy I've been following for a long time, that's and right. the opportunity to play against this guy, you know, it's always an honor. So. And he's a professional. He's a professional just like us. And he has a job to do just like us. So, you know, there's 100% respect for this guy and what he's been able to do for his team now and before then. So that's why I'm at with him. It's, it's interesting that, like, I, I was thinking about that. Reed and I were talking about Monday night and the Saints. And, like, we both were thinking about that. And, like, your faces. Yeah. Like, Chuck, you, you, you know, you guys have accomplished a lot of things, right? But, like, yeah. you, you don't forget about things like that that still – my God, we should have had that. Yeah. I mean, like you said, that was our rookie year. So we didn't really, I mean, I know I didn't really understand it, but, like, when we lost, it was like everybody gone home. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> going to different parts of the country. It's over. It's done. You know what I'm saying? So and I think that, that game had a lot to do with how we play defense, like, in crunch time situations now, you know? Yeah. I, I really do. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. It stays, you know, that, that impacts you in that way. That's big, man. Obviously, yeah. he's on a different team now with the Saints, but do you come in with the same mindset like, I ain't forget. I didn't forget about 2017, yeah. bro. So, yeah. <laughs> is a little payback coming? I yeah. think with that, like, he always played good against the Ravens. Like, yeah. last year when he was with the uh, Bears, he came in midway through the game. He kind of started changing the pace of the game, and sure they got a couple touchdowns in his close game. So, he always played the Ravens good. You know, he, he done played them two years, I mean, twice a year, every year for the past, what, 10 plus years or yep. something, so, he, he, I mean, he kind of know us a little bit, but, I mean, we know him too, so we good. We'll be straight. They called him a Raven killer for a minute, and I was like, yo, let's not get ahead of no, ourselves. Like, the Ravens have had a lot of success yeah. against yeah. Andy Dalton over yeah. the years. Yeah. Maybe let's ease up on that whole Raven <laughs> kill. Like, that was one. Like, yeah. Yeah. it was a bad one, no, no doubt. Course. But maybe we ease up on the whole Raven killer thing. No, nah, because we comes. always handle business against the against the Bengals, so we can't just say he's a complete Raven killer. Cause right, exactly. We beat him as well, just like he's beating us. So. And now it's time to go down and do some more work on Monday nights. Yes, sir. I love everything about it. I love everything. And um, you're gonna you're gonna break the news with us, right? Like you're gonna. <laughs> You're going to go ahead and announce that you're definitely playing on Monday night? If you see 54 on the field, then you see him. All right. Hey! We'll take that. We'll take it. If you see 54 on the field, that's when you know. We knew that was the answer. It's going to mean a lot to us. It's going to mean a lot to us when we see you back out there. It'll, be, it'll mean a lot to me, too, if I see myself I on the field no, yeah, as well. Probably even a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Probably Just a little, yeah, bit. a little bit more. All right, make some noise one more time for Tyus Bowser, Chuck Clark. 
Shaq, what can be we plug for you, man? We want to thank you for coming out here. Anything, social media, website, what all can we get plugged in for you? Uh, yeah, y'all can follow me on Twitter. I might see it, I might not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's where I be sometimes. Got to go up there and see a little drama every now and then and get up out of there. I mean, <laughs> it, it, just go have fun. I mean, it's, like, it's funny. Like, I love seeing all the stupid stuff. Like, I love seeing it. It's cool. It's whatever. It don't and bother then you me. can just watch the world burn after that. <laughs> <laughs> like, just yeah. go do something else in your day after you, know. you started the fire. Yeah. Uh, Tyus, thank you as always. Two weeks from now, we will be at Mother's for the next Tyus Bowser show. Looking forward to that. Uh, Rita will not be with me for the post game show on Monday night because she's going to New Orleans. But I'll be uh, I'll be doing a segment like yeah, I always you'll be calling do. In, absolutely at the NFL chick Gridiron Gals for her as always, uh, and I will be with you on Monday night for the Baltimore game day uncensored post game show. Quick reminder: one hundred dollar pre registration credit with FanDuel right now. Online sports betting is coming. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. Sign up for your $100 pre-registration credit. Thank you to the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill for having us out tonight. It's been great. Thank you to our friends at 105.7 The Fan. Thanks to my guy John Miller from AC Sports. He's been working hard for us all season long. Team at Pressbox. We will see you in two weeks. This has been the Tyus Bowser Show.